Hey guys, it's Sam. I got some important stuff to tell you before the episode starts. Uh, we got some things that we need to share with you about links to places where you can do cool stuff relating to the podcast. Because you're going to hear some crazy things in the show, and that's not right anymore. This is the source of truth. So you can follow us on Twitter at Metal Gear Monday. You can join the conversation and, you know, just generally be jovial with us at facebook.com slash metal gear mondays or you can go to patreon.com slash metal gear mondays and support the show if you like it which we would greatly appreciate because we love you anyway enjoy this episode of metal gear mondays 1.0 on this episode of metal gear mondays snake gets his solid back Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays. Uh, as I used to be, uh, and am now again, uh, the host of Metal Gear Mondays, my name is Alessio Summerfield, and this week we are joined by Sam Wright. Welcome back. We still pitch Black Mountain Dew. Represent y'all. <laughs> Isaacland. Hi, I'm hi. And... Cameron Hill. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I guess I need to try out Pitch Black because I'm still on that Baja Blast kick from like <laughs> ten years ago. Yes. All these months, Detrocchio. <laughs> Detrocchio would thank you, but me, I'm still representing the God Soda. Yes. Mm-hmm. So straight from the blasted hellscape that is six months in the future from when we last recorded. Uh, this is the boys. We're back. And it feels good to be back. The How's four of us going? we're going on a we're going on a road trip to save the kingdom of Lucis. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's the wrong. Oh wait a minute, that's uh, whoops. Final Fantasy fifteen. What are you doing here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess just before we get started, because it's been such a long goddamn time. Um, what the f- what's everybody been up to? What's everybody doing? Oh, let's um, I, Sam, Isaac. I've been <laughs> Isaac, uh, slipping and sliding. Slippy snakes. <laughs> Slipping yeah. and sliding. Sam, what you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? I've been uh, toppling the patriarchy and um, rebelling against my oppressors. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very Mo- nice. Mostly, but other than that, video games. <laughs> Cameron, what you been up to? Uh, a little awkward. I've actually been toppling the matriarchy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. A little awkward. I've actually been toppling the uh, the children in this situation. Um, that have no fancy words. Um, but no, that's disgusting. Why would I do that? Um, I'm not. To- I'm not Gross. toppling anybody. Um, yeah, we did. We did a thing. The uh, that Dev Diary show that we talked about forever ago is out. Um, yeah. So I'm a shameless oh, yeah. plug the fuck out of that. Um, yeah, do that. Do you that guys shit. should go on Steam and Vimeo and VHX and Amazon, and you can watch the first episode for free and then buy the whole season. Um, and if you cool. buy a season, it will help us make more seasons. Um, and you should leave can a nice I, review. Can I pirate it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's fine, too. Please. I don't care. Um, so oh, one yeah, person, I'm gonna, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and bay. give you guys the idea real quick. So one of you guys just go ahead and buy it. I, I guess I could uh-huh. probably do it, and then I'm gonna screen <laughs> record. I'll screen record my whole my screen, and then I'll just dump each episode 
an MP4 file like onto a Dropbox, and then I'll just send it out to everybody. Yeah, sounds good. www.piratebay.org slash dev diary. Yeah, that's actually yeah. the URL for the website. <laughs> that's, I'm putting it up right now. I've got access to the raw files, and I'm putting them all up right now. <laughs> that's true. Oh, he actually does. Bay. Well, cool. But yeah, you guys should go do that thing because it's out. Um, I think as of recording, we have like 18 positive reviews out of 18 reviews on Steam, which is great. Um, got a little Polygon spot. Got a little Touch Arcade spot. Got a Boston Globe review that's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. You should check it out. It's like the total runtime is like barely under three hours. So it's like a long movie if you want to binge it. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. We did a thing. Cool. On to this thing that we're doing. Uh, yeah, so before we get too far down the road, Sam, I know that you have it pulled up. Uh, we have a fun listener letter, and uh, yeah. I want to get off to a good start. Um, so, Sam, would you like to read this email? Yeah, I certainly would. So we got an email from um, a gentleman goes by Craven Knight, which um, he said no. was his wrestling persona, which I think is fucking rad. Yeah. We got a um, fucking fan response from somebody with a legit wrestling persona. Like legit Craven Knight. Craven Knight. <laughs> like, I call to the stage. Craven Knight. Craven Knight gonna snap into your spine like I snap into a slim gym, Craven Knight. <laughs> Fuck yes. Alright. What is what's Craven cooking? Besides so Craven, uh, the corpse um, of Spider Man if he's uh based off of that yeah, Bone saw is ready. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh so Craven was talking about how, like, after three years of searching for Metal Gear Solid-related podcasts, um, stumbled across this one. Um, Hold on. And for says, a second, I thought you were going to say after three years of searching for Metal Gear, he finally created one. I was about to get real <laughs> scared. <finally> <laughs> after 10,000 years. <laughs> the arms race is on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Craven Knight says, I'm currently 30 years old and have been addicted to the game and story of Metal Gear Solid. I started getting into it while watching old, my older cousin play it when I was about 11 or 12 years old, I believe. I really dug the movie-like storytelling and wanted to play it myself. My mother gifted me a PS1 for Christmas that year. What a good mom. Just side Yeah, note. just anyway. shout out to mom, dude. <laughs> shout out to mom doing the damn thing. And Cameron wants to topple the matriarchy. Come on. Yeah, dude. You got moms <laughs> yeah, giving away PS1s mom. for Christmas. Ah. Come on. <laughs> All right. I'll switch sides. Glowing Yelp okay. review. Mother gives PS1 <laughs> away for Christmas. Craven uh, continues. Uh, the summer after for my birthday, I was given Metal Gear Solid, and I played through some of the game, but wanted to know everything there was to know, so I purchased a strategy guide. Not to cheat, but to find everything which I still have to this day. Nice. I was a scaredy cat as a kid, and kind of still am, so certain parts of the game freaked me out. The ninja, the wolf cave. Anytime I couldn't rely on radar, um, I jumped whenever I was discovered. The backtracking, that was my note. Just yeah. <laughs> throwing a little shade Never in forget. Um, <laughs> I was so hooked on the game, it's actually one of the only games I would replay over and over because I wanted more. After a few years, I would still go back to the game and make a yearly challenge to complete MGS1 in a single sitting while watching the cutscenes and codex conversations. That's a brave man. Woo! Um, I would average eight to nine hours and have done this at least three times in three different years. Nowadays, I can't spend a day or a shift doing such a thing, but that ordeal was pretty fun in my youth. Now I enjoy watching stuff on YouTube that talks in detail about the game, as I am so hooked on the story, even though it can be confusing, inconsistent, and straight-up nuts. <laughs> I even spoiled the ending to MGS5 because I just didn't have time to play through the whole game. I'm still at 13%. Even after spoiling the story, it got me wanting to play it more, which reminded me of how fun the gameplay is. 
I'll end it there, and I thank you for sticking through this long email. Sorry. Don't apologize. Keep telling yeah, people don't apologize for long guys. emails. Quit it. Stop. Uh, keep it up, you guys, and I dread when I can't just binge on the show after I run out. So a little peek behind the kimono. Um, uh, Mr. Mister Craven uh, is only on, like, episode 13. And so we had 47 before the break. So my goal is to just, like, keep recording them as he gets further. That way he just never can <laughs> stop binging. He never has to stop. Yeah. So, guys, we're in it for the long haul. We're going to be doing this until we're dead. For Craven. All for Craven. <laughs> it was for all Craven. for Craven. We're going to run out of we're going to run out of games, but and like we're was... just going to start talking about just non sequitur bullshit. Yeah. Just so Craven can keep binging. So I will say this: so Craven made actually a really good suggestion. He said, which I I knew about this. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but he was like, "Hey, if you guys ever run out of content or want to do something between uh, main games." Um, he was like, uh, you guys should talk about like the model kits, the action figures and like the memorabilia behind this game. And I was like, that's true. There's a ton of it. Um, and then the other thing that he and I were talking about was doing like a whole episode dedicated to the music as well as like a whole episode, uh, dedicated to like cinematic influences and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's plenty of shit to talk about once we get (coughs) done with the game. So, but yeah, um, anyway, we, uh, we, uh, we have a game to talk about today. And uh, let me pull up the little bit of notes that I took because I uh, was stupid and didn't take as many notes as I used to just because I'm getting used to this shit again. (coughs) So anyway, today we're going to be talking about Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Which I'm super stoked about because I get to use the music from the game in this edit, and I sincerely believe that Metal Gear 2 might have some of the best fucking video game music, like pre-2000. The theme song. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So good. good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, if if you're listening to this and you hear little bits and pieces throughout, definitely, like, you can find the whole soundtrack on YouTube. Like, you should listen to it. It's phenomenal. Um... But yeah, so a little bit of background. Um, developed and published by Konami, um, directed and designed by Hideo Kojima, um, and written by Hideo Kojima. Um, sort of programmed and uh, art by some of the same folks that worked on Metal Gear. Um, it was also developed on the MSX2. Um, it came out in July of 1990 in Japan, um, and then would not ever be released to the United States until the Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence release is the first time we got an official English translation. Um, and the MSX, or not the MSX, the subsistence release that the U.S. got is actually based on a cell phone remaster uh, from Japan as opposed to, like, the MSX original. So we got a cell phone game, you guys. Uh, this is the first game in the series to use the tactical espionage tagline. Um, it's just tactical espionage game as opposed to tactical, tactical espionage action, which is really weird considering that it was not released to an English audience. So I don't know why the fuck they used tactical espionage on any of the title. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, essentially, uh, and we'll talk about the travesty that happened between this game and Metal Gear. Um, but uh, essentially, this was the only sequel proper to metal gear um and the u.s between metal gear and metal gear 2 got a really bad nes game called snake's revenge which we will talk about in uh the next episode uh so yeah so north america and europe got 
Snake's Revenge, and Japan got the real Metal Gear 2. Um, did you guys have any experience with Metal Gear 2 before playing it for the show? Uh, this was my first time playing it. Very nice. Isaac yep. did not, obviously. Cameron, did you play this before? Uh, I played it briefly for just a bit after we wrapped up on uh, Metal Gear 1. Oh, cool. Well, sick. Yeah, um, I have beaten it twice before playing it for the show. Um, and uh, Sam did what I always do when I play it. Um, Sam, would you like to tell everybody at home how you played it? And there's no shame in this whatsoever because I feel like you have to play it this way. Oh, with a guide right beside me. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> I don't understand how they ever ever figured people would figure this out. Like back I, in the nineties, I guess it was a different a different era when people just when fucking free time grew on trees. <laughs> but you yeah. remember Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. Um, so apparently, I just realized this looking through some fucking resources. Apparently, this game was re released for the Wii Virtual Console in Japan uh, as an MSX really? game. Really? Hmm. So that oh. that's neat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, apparently, it's still considered an eight bit game. Which is weird, because I feel like this looks way more intricately detailed than 8-bit. But I don't know what you guys thought. It looks like a 16-bit game, right? It looks like a SNES game. It definitely... Yeah. I was about to say, it definitely looks like a SNES game. Yeah. For which, sure. Which is weird, too, because I'm also seeing... like I think the MSX2 is capable of more than 8-bit. I don't know. Apparently, uh, it allegedly... I, the thing with the MSX is that it was known for being able to handle a lot more color, I believe. Oh. Like, it had like a wider palette, essentially. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks like GameSpy gave it, which fucking shout out to GameSpy, pour one out <laughs> for your lost brethren. Uh, GameSpy said it was one of the best 8-bit games ever made. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, neat. Uh, yeah, just a brief plot synopsis. So it's a little bit of a rehash of what we saw in Metal Gear to some extent. And uh, we've said it before and we'll say it again. It's a fucking demake of Metal Gear Solid essentially so yeah so since i had never played it i had heard you say that before mm-hmm. and i was like i mean i'm sure there's probably like callbacks but like it's it can't be that crazy metal gear solid's aesthetic is just metal gear 2 as fuck yep like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's seriously yeah this is like metal gear so if you if you're coming at this having played metal gear solid 1 if you like metal gear solid 1 you're going to be blown away by how much of metal gear solid is metal gear 2 pretty much Mm-hmm. Um, and if you weren't totally in love with Metal Gear Solid or the franchise in general, this game will make you appreciate it a lot more. Like yeah. seeing all of the references and things, and having a little bit more backstory, I, I think has like changed my opinion a fair amount on the on the series. Nice for sure. Yeah, no, it's fun and surprisingly so. And we'll get into this when we talk about the generality stuff. Um, I think. If you enjoyed, like, if you enjoy the core gameplay loop of Metal Gear One, but you fucking hated how limited by the technology it was, um, Metal Gear Two is kind of the best version of an old school Metal Gear. Um, yeah, it just plays really well. Um, even the inclusion of a fucking crawl button completely yeah. changed the game for me. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it feels so good. Like to see the little like sprite animation of Snake crawling is like. When you press the button and he goes from like standing to crawling, it just it's really good. Feeling. Yeah, it's it's so good that they started the game out with it. Like, yeah, like they make you, they make you learn just it. to show you. <laughs> yeah, like, just look to what show you can you. do now. You can crawl. It's great. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's one well, is as far as like a game design thing, uh, it's actually pretty great that they're like, we have a new mechanic. Very first part of the game, we're gonna make you crawl so that you know how this mm-hmm. works. Um, so yeah, it's neat. It works really fucking well. Um, uh, yeah, and we also get to meet a lot of people for the first time that will end up being in the rest of the game. So uh, in the rest of the franchise. So uh, the very beginning of the game opens with a really cool foxhound logo, which is mm. amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the little bullet that comes out of the gun and like spins around mm-hmm. the cartoon fox, and you get to see it, and you get to see it every uh, like whenever you go into a new area. The loading screen is the logo. It's so good, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so not only do, do we get to see sort of like Foxhound uh, in a big way. Um, I mean, it was name dropped in Metal Gear One, but now you slowly start to see uh, what the hell Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation was referring to. Um, but not only that, but we meet Roy Campbell for the first time. Um, we meet McDonald Miller for the first time. Uh, we meet... Uh, let me try... I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that we meet again. Uh, so Gray Fox. We get to meet Gray Fox again. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I mean, obviously Big Boss comes back. I feel like that's not... Mm-hmm. Like, spoilers are off the fucking table for this game. It's been out for longer than I've... <laughs> as long as I've been alive. So you guys can just deal with it. Um but yeah, I mean, we meet a lot of cool stuff. We meet a, we see a lot of stuff that ends up getting checked in Metal Gear Solid. Like, it's actually kind of, replaying this game, it's weird to me how much Metal Gear Solid refers to things that happen in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, especially to an American audience who'd never had access to this game, it's kind of bizarre how much they relied on you to know what happened in this game. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that a little bit further along, too. Um Generality stuff, I mean, the codec is here um, pretty much in the form that we're going to see it in Metal Gear Solid. Um, it's got the same, like, life and inventory system as Metal Gear 1. Um, other than adding the crawling, uh, you do get to have the Soliton radar, um, I think. Uh, I, I mean, the first game the first game doesn't have anything as robust as this. Um, I'm trying to remember. This is going to be a sign of ignorance on my part. The first game doesn't have a radar at all, right? Um, it does not. I don't remember. It does not. Yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. Ugh. There is no radar. So this is the beginning of the yeah, Soliton radar. Um, so yeah, the Soliton radar makes an appearance for the very first time in the series, um, which is really hard to look at on that tiny goddamn display. Um, it's it's a lot harder when all you have to... Like, stealth is a lot harder when all you have to go off of is vague placement of dots and no cone of vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Um... But yeah, so that's, I mean, from a strictly mechanical, fundamental standpoint, this is kind of where Metal Gear as we know it uh, came to be born. Um, So much so that, like, Snake's life increases as he defeats bosses, you get key cards to open doors, uh, the box is back, obviously, Uh, crawling and ladders and all that stuff are in. I mean, it's pretty much everything that Hideo Kojima talks about for the rest of the franchise appears in this game, including, like, children soldiers... Uh, experimenting <laughs> on things. Uh, I mean, everything. Uh, even the boss archetypes as well. Uh, there's a new Metal Gear. Big Boss isn't dead, quote-unquote, uh, <laughs> which we find out later. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did you guys have any sort of like general takeaway stuff before we get into like plot shit? No, I don't think so. I mean, that pretty much covers it. It's just like, it's just really cool to play through it and like see like hey i know about this this is where this started and this is where this was born and it's 
it's fun to it's fun to look at it um, after having played Metal Gear Solid one for like so much that like you get to see a game directly influenced by its predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. I like it. I, I enjoy it. I do want to put this out there as well. So Metal Gear One and Metal Gear Two. Uh, if you do go searching for guides, uh, specifically any sort of sto- story guides or anything, um, since the release of Metal Gear Solid Five, there are certain things that happen in the timeline a little differently, and some guides have updated to include information from Five. So if you're playing along with the show and you don't want to spoil the living shit out of yourself, uh, be careful looking for story synopsis for Metal Gear 1 and 2. Because um, Metal Gear Solid 5 kind of reframes what happens. Um, so yeah, that being said, uh, Isaac Cameron, you guys didn't like spoil anything, did you? Uh, no. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I'm not no. sure. <laughs> we don't know, Alessio. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's get. No, I'm wary. Well, no. I mean, you would. I mean, if you looked at like a guide online, you would definitely see where it's like it says some like super weird shit that doesn't shouldn't make any sense to you guys at this point as far as like the ending stuff oh well i mean nothing makes sense in this series that's so true it's just Fair enough. <laughs> i'm the only one keeping it. a scoreboard i guess so, <laughs> um this is the this is the this is my life's pursuit you guys leave me alone <laughs> um well cool isaac did you have fun playing it i mean i know uh playing the first one it seems like everybody including myself uh does not have too fun of a time but did you did you have a better time with this versus i I really like this game a lot, and it could just it could have just been the way that I went about it. Um, I guess I'll explain that later. But I really liked it, the whole <clears throat> mechanics and just everything that you had to do was kind of um, part of the whole story. Mm-hmm. One one example is like um, the mechanic of riding in a box in a a, a shipping truck to get you from one place to the other, they kind of like kind of made you go through that. Whereas in the, the later games you can, you don't have to necessarily travel in a shipping truck mm-hmm. per se. Um, it's, it makes things faster, but uh, like, I don't think I did it that much mm-hmm. in the later games, but this one, it was kind of cool. Cause there's this one spot where you, you kind of had to do that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, enjoyed this game quite a bit thanks yeah. for your uh question alessio <laughs> um yeah i mean i will say too i think and i'd be curious to see what you guys think but the game kind of starts out in this building and i know especially from playing metal gear one i kind of expected the whole game to take place in the same location um and then the game just gets fucking huge yeah <laughs> I don't yeah, know, like the jungle area. Was that something fun for you guys, or was that like, oh shit? <laughs> up and up until the swamp, fuck that swamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The desert kind of sucks because you can kind of get stuck. Um, but and they have imported squeaky sand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. It's like this. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it a little bit, but this uh, this sand was imported from Japan. It squeaks when you walk on it. Like, yeah. This game. On, this man. game. I feel like this game is what injected Metal Gear with like the trademark sense of humor. 
because um, <laughs> I feel like the original Metal Gear is like I mean it's hard to be funny when the game is so elementary um, but I think with mm-hmm. this they actually had a chance to be funny and it's it shows it's good yeah for yeah. sure there's there's some really good stuff coming up as as always with uh, the first when we talked about Metal Gear 1 the, the names of the bosses are like <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. super <laughs> crucial to the humor <laughs> Um, yeah, but but there are that. moments where they they like they they just uh, I'll talk I'll talk about it later. But yeah, I'm looking at you. I came up I'm with extra special nicknames for a couple of the later game bosses as you go on, and I'm pretty I'm a fan of them. I'm hoping yes. to hear those soon. I'm into it. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about. Uh, we're not gonna. I mean, so surprisingly, this game is pretty fucking long. Um, but I yes. will say, from a plot standpoint, a lot of it is just kind of a rehash of Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid. Um, so we're not going to go super hyper in depth with this because uh, we want to try and keep this to one episode as opposed to breaking it up like we would like a mainline game. Um, I mean, it is a mainline game, and we should treat it as a mainline game. But I, the plot intricacies of this game are probably not worth dedicating several hours of discussion to, um, especially again since a lot of it is just kind of rehashed uh, in other entries that we've already covered. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll talk about it from top to bottom. But we'll probably try and breeze through some parts just so this isn't a massive episode game starts off with a super fucking cool intro sequence before it gets to the main menu with some really good music as we've already discussed um just to kind of set the scene essentially it's the late 90s it's uh 1999 um and it's uh, a couple years after metal gear happened um snake's in retirement because snake retires every fucking mission that he does i guess (laughs) um and uh just like the old wasn't like wasn't metal gear one his first mission yeah metal gear one was his first mission and then they were like dude that shit's insane you should probably retire Uh, i wish i could show up to like one day of a job and they're like here's your pension see you later (laughs) but uh but yeah so snakes in retirement um it's the late 90s essentially and this is so weird i wish they would almost talk about this in later uh games but it's almost like this completely gets written out of the mythos um so dr keo marv uh bioengineer essentially invents a type of algae called oilex that mm-hmm. uh, li- completely replaces all any and all need for, uh, like, any gasoline or oil or anything. Um, so, uh, essentially, he just, like, announces it to the world. Um, and uh, whenever he does, uh, essentially, it causes, like, this big turmoil to happen. Um, and so, uh, he gets kidnapped, eventually. Uh, because of this crazy breakthrough that he's made. Um, and he gets kidnapped by these uh, folks in a place called Zanzibar Land, which is obviously not a real place. <laughs> um, and the other the other Zanzibar weird thing about the, land. Yeah, Zanzibar Land. The other weird thing about it is, like, with the name Zanzibar Land, uh, I immediately thought of Zanzibar. 
Um, the real place. The real place. And I don't yeah. think they're even anywhere near each other in, like, reality, right? <laughs> like, where the fuck is actual Zanzibar? Zanzibar is, like, in Africa. In, yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, in Eastern Africa. Yeah, that's what I thought. But Zanzibar land is in Central Asia for yeah. no fucking reason. China land is Good old <laughs> south below us. <laughs> yeah, China land's in the American South, the deep American South, <laughs> in on the map of Metal Gear places. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, dude gets kidnapped. Uh, NATO discovers Zanzibar Land's leader kidnapped dude. Um, and so you get sent off to go look for Keo Marv. Um, and obviously one thing le- leads to another and oh shit, turns out Dr. Marv is somehow involved in Metal Gear. Um, but you don't, you don't find out about Metal Gear during these credits, uh, but it's in the title. Um, and so, yeah, so Snake <laughs> gets sent out by good old Roy Campbell. What'd you guys think about seeing old, old retro Roy Sure Let's get some me, brown in that hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see. Nice to see him young and spry. Yeah, nice to see that <laughs> man. <laughs> um, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, so we get hit with another Operation Intrude. It's Operation Intrude F zero fourteen. Um, and uh, yeah, Snake infiltrates, and essentially we get told that Dr. Marv has an emitter in his tooth and that he will show up as a red dot on the radar and uh, our whole fucking mission. And this game, like, dude, the game, like, lets you just kind of run loose. Um, unlike Metal Gear Solid 1, where I feel like it kind of funnels you to a certain place, uh, mm-hmm. this game is just kind of like, here's the whole facility. Good luck, dude. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys get lost? Did you guys find old Dr. Marv pretty easily? You know, <laughs> I didn't get lost for one reason. I was Did you watching old YouTube. Oh. And <laughs> You're playing along the YouTube? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, no. I mean, it's, I think... I, I, so when I say you should play with a guide, like, what I mean is I used a video guide, and I used YouTube <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> so great sam did you use a did you use a paper guide um i used a paper guide for a little <laughs> bit and then when i got to the swamp i used a video guide because fuck that swamp well man. it's also hard to interpret what Ugh. some people mean on like the text guides when they're like yeah look for this spot in the wall and it's like uh yeah so yeah like specifically which spot do you mean yeah so um i mean this game it definitely aged better than the original metal gear but both of them are still pretty of their time, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not some hardcore like purist who has to do this for some sort of badge of honor. So listeners at home, uh, you can get upset with these four soft boys all you want, but we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Also, you absolutely 100% have to play this game with a guide because of how many times they ask you to check your manual. Oh yeah. So, that too. Oh definitely. Oh yeah. 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 So, but yeah. So anyway, uh, you essentially just a little soft boy defense. Sorry. Yeah, a little so- <laughs> <laughs> just the eggshell protecting the soft boy. Classic center. soft boy. Classic soft boy. Boy on soft boy. Boiled what? Boys. <laughs> soft boiled boys. <laughs> good. That's hard to say. Good. Good. Well, good. Classic soft boiled soft boiled boy on boy. <laughs> good old soft boy boils. Anyway, soft boy boils, boiled boys <laughs> aside. Ooh. Yucky. Blech. Soft boy boils. <laughs> They're extra squeamish. <laughs> Lance that boil. Lance that soft boy boil. Uh, uh, <laughs> Woo! All right, so um, 
unlike uh, Metal Gear <laughs> 1, this game actually does have vent crawling, uh, which is pretty slick, because we get to see a shit ton of vent crawling in Metal Gear Solid. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the start of the vent crawling expedition. Um, so we're crawling through fences, we're crawling through vents. I mean, fuck, dude, we're taking full advantage of that crawl button. Um, and, uh, I mean, you're getting ration, rations, 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 you're getting <laughs> rations, you're getting rations, uh, you're getting guns, you don't have a silencer for your gun, because that's just what happens at the beginning of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember, do you guys recall if when you shot a gun in Metal Gear 1, if everybody got alerted? I'm pretty sure they did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Okay. Did. Yeah, so it's yep. the same same way with this. The best, the the tried and true Alessio Summerfield endorsed method is to punch everything in the dick. So yep, you, pretty much. You got to do that this way. Um, That's what I did too. I I I found a silencer on the second floor on accident because I was running away from an alert for firing my gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A little, so ironic. A little poetry there for you. Yeah. So, um, in this game, unlike the first game, uh, you can't just like cheat by going to a new screen when you get seen. Um, this game actually has like a full blown. I don't even want to say cheat. That's just how the first game was built. So, if you get caught in the first game, you could literally just go to a new screen and nobody knows where the fuck you are. Um, in this game, it legit has a countdown timer like Metal Gear Solid. Um, so if you get spotted, you just have to like wait wait it out. Um, and that being said, uh, the in the exterior of the building is nice and big and easy to get away from people. Once you get inside of the buildings, I feel like this game gets really fucking claustrophobic to the point where it's really totally. hard to get away from people. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of hiding hiding areas, which I thought was mm-hmm. nice, yeah, it's, like it's going under, under um, tables and uh, behind yeah. things. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of hiding areas that you could you just run to the next screen and just find a little nook, a little mm-hmm. nook. Yeah, especially using that crawl feature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little nook or cranny. <laughs> wow. Um. So uh, I would say uh, good old Holly White before she makes her debut in Breaking <coughs> Bad. Um. Uh. Is in Metal Gear Two. I'm kidding. It's not the same Holly White. Um, we get introduced to this character named Holly White, who's an American journalist, and doubles as an undercover CIA agent because this is Metal Gear. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you get introduced to this character. Um, she essentially you get uh, told that you need to call her and that she's like an undercover agent that you need to talk to. Um, the original MSX version, and let's all have some fun with this. In the ending and in the manual, uh, spelled her name Hori, H O R R Y. So she was, she was, she was Hori White. Is that Harry's sister? Um. Good old, good old Hori White. Um, but yes. Uh, oh wow! Doesn't make any sense. Also, let's talk about this because this is great. The manual for Metal Gear Two states that she won a Grammy for her documentary. However, Grammys gra- are music a awards. A Grammy, <laughs> yes. Well, that must have been what? some like really good like sound composition for, <laughs> yeah. that, for that documentary. In Sweet the uh, tunes. In, in the free database that came with MGS4, uh, they corrected it to Emmy, but she was falsely said to have won a, a Grammy for her sick documentary. <laughs> um, I want to see a documentary win a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, fuck. Bob Dylan won the fucking. Uh, the, the Nobel, the Nobel Prize. for writing. Yeah. So uh, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm if, sorry. If Bob, I'm not going to let that go. If, 
if Bob Dylan can win a Nobel Prize, then Holly White, Hori White, Hori White. can win a Grammy for her documentary. Yeah, I don't mind Bob Dylan, but I will. I, I am frustrated that dude won like a literature award. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> woo. Um, I've been hanging out with James Reichmeath too much. I keep doing his little trademark woo. Woo. Um, but yeah. So anyway, we essentially meet up with Old Holly, who, uh, much like the Merrill situation. Uh, at first, she kind of leads us through getting all these key cards. Um, but if I recall correctly, we do have to notice uh, her later, correct? Because we do meet up with her. No, that's uh, that's Gustava. Oh, that's right. It is Gustava. Why am I confusing the two? Okay. Anyway, yeah, sorry women. about that. I f- fucked up. Yeah, my bad. They're women. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, you mean hoary shit? Hoary shit. Hoary shit. God damn it. Yes. Already with the Asian jokes. I was going to make an Asian, like a funny Asian joke almost slightly racist joke and i forgot isaac was asian oh if i wasn't here you would you would would lay it down is that what it is sam oh wow i was gonna make a i was gonna make a chinaman joke go ahead ahead, lay lay down we're already here we're here we're We're all we made it it, it, sam let's hear it well when cameron Cameron said china land earlier i was like china land full of chinaman just just say the racist (laughs) thing that you're gonna say yeah, wait, just tell us the real joke, because I see that you just gave that, us the truncated joke. Truncated <laughs> joke? Well, that's what it was going to be. I know, I'm kidding. Um, anyway. God damn it. Um, to add further intricacy to the systems that we've already discussed, um, essentially the floor starts to have its own unique textures for different spaces, and the textures make different sounds, which is mm-hmm. new. Um, and we also Which you Which you get around by crawling over. <laughs> yeah, so everything has to do with the crawling mechanic, I think. Um yeah, so, and by the time we get to MGS5, you're just never going to not be crawling. So, yeah, um, Lincoln Park uh, crawling is the theme. <laughs> in case you're asking. Um, but yeah, so you wow. get binoculars as well, which actually, I think the binoculars work really cool in this game. You can kind of like peek onto the next screens with the binoculars. Yeah. Ah, I never it. used them. Oh, dude, they're so good. Like, they're fun. It. Specifically with the helicopter part. That's why I got caught so part. much. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that they I forgot that they were there and I forgot what they were used for and I just never used them. Yeah, Um, which so in this game where the screens don't happen and now it's like one big area until you get to loading areas, um, the binoculars come in really handy because, again, you can't just like fuck up and then reset the screen and be fine. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I would say like the whole mechanic changing with the whole screen thing actually kind of makes this game way harder than Metal Gear 1. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Also, the AI for the guards has been improved. Um, I really dig that now everybody's got like depth and they actually like, you can see their heads looking around and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like the art design's just like, I don't know. It's through, it's way through the roof compared to Metal Gear 1. So it feels less, uh, shitty, I guess. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, essentially, uh, we get to the first boss of the game. Uh, we come out of this little elevator uh, we see old Dr. Marv, which kind of in a weird throwback that happens with Metal Gear Solid, uh, he's like behind a wall, which you can like peek at by uh, doing the whole thing that you do with Otacon in Metal Gear Solid or even yep. the DARPA chief, I guess. Um, but yeah, so you go through this little door with your ID card. Um, there's not a bunch of guards or anything like that. Um, we get the sort of traditional Metal Gear sensor situation um, and you can use your smokes if you want. And by the time we get through this little section where you can even get a gas mask and and all that stuff, um, you end up fighting your first boss. And the boss's name is... What the fuck? What is it? it Black Ninja. Yeah, the Black Ninja. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the Black Ninja, I'm pretty sure it has no relation to the Cyborg Ninja, unless I'm no. wrong. I don't think so, no. But, well, he, well, you, you shoot him a bunch, which I, that's how I killed him, obviously. In a but, really cool um, fight. I really like the mechanics of this fight. Because mm-hmm. he was like warping all over the place. And yeah, he just like, like fades pretty, out and like you never know where he's going to be. And yeah, yeah and cool. he's throwing ninja stars at you too, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, he's got a mm-hmm. ton of them. Yeah, just and stacked. the kind of the kind of weird thing about the um, the thing the room is kind of like with the stuff in the middle. The room's kind of laid out like um, the office in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got that vibe. Cyborg ninja. ninja. Yeah, this whole area reminded me of the Nikita missile gas leak hallway mm-hmm. that leads up to the ninja mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know there's a lot of cool design choices uh that that kind of echo in the future mm-hmm. of the franchise um isaac i have to ask you this ask away did you die <laughs> wait what was that can you ask me that one more time you died. Okay, okay, let me let me just uh, do, let me just tell you what I did when I first started playing this so game. You did, you, so you did die. Um, so I sit down, uh, you know, have a big meal before mm-hmm. and get ready yeah, for this. You got to prep. Um, nice. Uh, what I thought was going to be a nice time. Nice uh, and then I started up, and I, I'm like, all right, should I do original or easy? And I was like, for the the for MGM. I'm going to do original. Oh, no. <laughs> Isaac, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I have Spoiler not alert. I, more I usually play these games on slightly easier <laughs> modes so I can get through it for the show. I think I get, like, two screens like uh, two screens up, and I get spotted, and I die. And I repeat for about an hour. <laughs> I'm, like, in the very beginning. And I, the, I had it. I had it, and I um, I started over, and I said, "Screw that! I'm gonna do easy, easy mode, all the way through." Yeah, um, my experience was the exact same because <laughs> if you play Metal Gear One, um, I think the biggest difference mechanically with your enemies is that they can turn their head as we've talked, which like completely changes the game. Yeah. Um, and they don't just see in a straight line. I mean, Metal Gear 1 is such a breakable game because yeah. you can just you know walk right up next to somebody <laughs> right like you're in their, their motorcycle sidecar and just uh, do the Alessio dick punch. And uh, in, this one, in this one, I'm pretty sure it's like they, they see um, like a cone in front of them. They have like a, a 45 cone, but, degree mm-hmm. angle yeah. type scenario. Yeah. So like our, like our boys in white from Shadow Moses. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it it makes it a lot rougher, and I died that... uh, a lot in the beginning area as well. <laughs> nice. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I I started immediately on easy because I know that I'm bad at these old games, yeah. so yeah, both I with, didn't have that problem. <laughs> both with Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two, I'm pretty positive I played on easy. I think up until this point, I had played every game for the show on like the normal setting, but for the two older ones, I fucking for real threw it threw it oh, on the dang. easy. I thought I was I would be the only one. Oh hell no, dude. I like nah, no dude. question asked. <laughs> I put no. it on easy immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm not looking like again, I'm not trying to get a fucking badge of honor. Like nobody's yeah. watching me play this game. There's no trophies. <laughs> yeah, I need achievements if I'm going to play on hard. No, I'm kidding. I don't give a shit about achievements. 
Chivos, dog. I need those chivies. Um, but yeah, this this boss fight, I actually, he's pretty fucking tough. I died the first time. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did, did too. You guys, Cameron, did you uh, did you beast mode it or did you die? I beast moded. Um, I was just, I was really really hyped about this fight. I just I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, um, actually kind of screaming at my screen because I thought it was so dope. But Dude, yeah, that's Black Ninja is the coolest. Um, until we meet the next boss and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, forever and ever. And just rolls. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that. Um, as soon as he's like defeated or whatever, he has this huge change of heart. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. It's just like here. Well, I'm sorry. Well, Snake. when he's defeated, he reveals to you that he's uh, Schneider from the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but who we presumed was dead. If he killed yeah. you, he he wouldn't he he would be like ha. Can we hold on? Yeah. I, I, yeah, let's talk like, about that one more time. Can we talk about how this game decides to not only once but twice, and then in the next game. Uh, take people who you presume to be dead and just fucking make them ninjas? Is that what happens when you die yep. in Metal Gear's universe? You just <laughs> yeah. become a ninja? Maybe that's why I thought this was so funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, and it's like, I don't know, I mean, he, I, I see why it's weird to Isaac, because the guy starts out and he's just like, I'm the ultimate warrior, and he's, you know, and then he just completely flips the switch, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm Schneider. I'm I love you, dude. <laughs> a black ninja named <laughs> hey, Schneider. It's me, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was a little um, un- weird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, what I, wonder, I wonder, too, if but it's yeah. like a translation. Yeah. He does have the weird change of heart, because doesn't he tell you to look for the guy with the green beret? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, yeah. like, his dying breath. Like, look for the green beret. <laughs> look for this intricate yep. thing that I set up in order for you to find and continue on your journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One One thing that he said that was weird... Um, and he kind of alludes to something that's going to come up later is, I mean, he gives you a reason. He says, I'm going to tell you what to do next because that's what he would want. And you're like, <gasps> he, who? And, uh, he, he doesn't tell you before he takes his last breath, but that's, that's his motive for telling you about the green beret boy. <laughs> GBB. Good old green beret boy. GBB. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Green beret boiling boy. Uh, I think what I'm going to do, so uh, me and Cameron, uh, if you guys have been on the Facebook for Metal Gear Monday, you'll see all the cosplayers that me and Cameron found uh, at MAGFest. Um, (laughs) But the next time we go to MAGFest, if we go to MAGFest again, I'm just going to wear a fucking green beret and then stand around. Oh, that's awesome. Who are you cosplaying as? I'll just be like, I'm the good old green green beret boy. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me to the goodies. It's going to take a while. I'm going to stop a lot. (laughs) Jesus. Um yeah. So anyway, um we uh we uh I hope to one day die and become a ninja, but we take care of our first resurrected ninjaman. Um and uh <laughs> then we just kind of cigarette ID card camera dodge sensor boy our way out of there. Um <laughs> We get a uh, mind detector, which, again, you guys should be familiar with all this. Um, we uh, just kind of do our thing, and uh, we find a silencer, uh, kind of as, as Sam alluded to, in this sort of area once we get to the second floor. Um, once we get out of the balcony, or uh, once we get out of the elevator and we get in a little balcony area, um, 
you can kind of make your way around the perimeter um, and you've got to kind of use your newly found dead ninja ID card and sneak around and you'll find old GBB. Um, <laughs> yeah. And once you find old Green Beret Boy, uh, you pretty much just stalk this motherfucker until you get to the jungle. Yeah. I thought this part was cool. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I really yeah. like this part, but I got caught. Th- I had to start over three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because what I know happens I had to do it is once. that you find this guy and he walks into the jungle and you're supposed to follow him up to like the northern part of the jungle where there's like a facility that you can like a building you can go. Yeah, into. It's like a little shed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize that you walked in circles a bunch. Like he goes down back to the starting point and like goes up a couple more times. Mm-hmm. So I thought that the the original facility was my exit and I did that and I had to start over again. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Yeah. So I, I made that mistake and I went back into it and I was following him and this guy, like every major intersection, he stops and turns around to make sure nobody's following him. And I was like, all right, so I get what I have to do. I have to hide. And the second time I was standing somewhere where, um, I thought he couldn't see me and he turned around, he saw me and he ran. And if he runs away, like the jungle becomes untraversable, so you have to start over again. So, the third time, I was standing where I knew he could see me. So when I hid, I nudged my my stick a, t- a little too far, and I went to the screen before, and I was like, "Shit!" So I went back, and he was gone. And I was like, "God damn it!" So I started over again, and then I finally <laughs> finally completed. It. Very nice. Yeah, I yeah. I had a similar experience where I think I fucked up on this at least once. Um, and I'm trying to remember, so having played through this a couple times, I think the first time I played it, when he spotted me, I freaked out and just murdered him. Um, and I th- <laughs> yeah. And I think he respawns in order to keep you he from does. like ruining the game. Yeah, he does. But like, I did the same thing. I think I was on alert and I was just like punching dudes in the dick and he was right there. I was like, fuck. It's like, whoops, straight murdered him. My bad. Um, let's reset. Whoops. Everybody back to one. Um, but yeah, so anyway, you follow this dude up. There's a little confinement cell, as we alluded to, a little shed. Yeah, this is a point is super weird to me. So you're in this kind of industrial complex before you get to the jungle. Then when you get to the jungle, and I don't know if it was this way for you guys. I don't know if it's the way that the game is kind of framed. I still felt like I was in like an interior. Like it felt like somebody had felt like somebody had planted a jungle inside of a building. Is how it felt to me. Like I didn't feel like oh I'm outside now. I still kind of felt like wow this. Uh, <laughs> This base has a, a very large garden in the middle of it. Was like kind of how I felt playing this part. Um, I think the design just in general feels a little claustrophobic, but like at the same time, like the desert didn't feel that way to me. Yeah, like I think so, it, it might be I the borders. Know. The fact that the trees kind of put like a border, um, where you're still kind of like being funneled to specific spots that made it feel like I it think was... it's. I think it's also the fact that you are not taller than you are. The trees are not taller than you. Yeah. You, make it just seem like you're walking alongside like artificial walls. Yeah. Look at the shrubbery. This is lovely shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, you get to the confinement cell. This whole section, I think, is it's going to be the first. This is, unless you're calling bullshit on the first thing in this game. Um, oh, wow. So we get this little confinement cell. 100%. I've never been able to do this without knowing that. Uh, so you knock the guard out. You go inside of the little confinement cell. You hear a little tapping. The tapping is supposed to tell you the frequency to call into on your codec. Yeah. 
did you guys figure this yeah. shit out normally? I was like, trying there's to count no the way. beeps. There's didn't. no way. So, so the way that it's set up, it's like the way that I, I knew this because my dad was telling me about it like a couple it's years not like ago. Fucking Morse code, but I still had to look it up because I wasn't sure if that's what it was. But like, they have letters and numbers arranged on a grid, and you have to listen to the knocks. And then what happens is the first set of knocks is how far down you go. And then the second set of knocks is how far over you go on the grid. Mm. So, like, it's like row one through seven. So if you hear five knocks, you go down to row five. And if you hear three knocks, you go you oh, go three no. blocks in, and that's your letter or number. Wow. Um, and it's super. I can't remember what it's what what the what the method is called, but I definitely had to look that up to verify that's what it was. This is an actual like mm. military thing. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like a military. It's like a secret military knock signal. I'm just like, look. I won't have to look this stuff up. Just fucking yell, my dude. Like, yeah, what this are you is like doing? prototype to Fez and the witness puzzles is this goddamn <laughs> tapping thing. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then once you punch it in, I'm going to call even more bullshit. Um, just because Metal Gear's universe is kind of like Star Wars and everybody fucking knows everybody and everybody is everybody. Uh, <clears throat> turns out that the original doctor of uh, Metal Gear 1, Dr. Uh, Petronovich or Pet- Petrovic. Dr. Uh, Petrovic mm-hmm. Madnar. Petr- yeah. Good old Madnar uh, was also on the plane that Dr. Marv was on because we can't just, God forbid, there's more than two scientists in the world. Um, they were all on the same fucking plane together, apparently. Um, yeah, they're related, his, I'm his, sure, somehow, because they have white lab coats. Kind of like, uh, like all the, the black version... dudes in this game, in this franchise. <laughs> in, in the version... In the version um, that is included with the with the Legacy Collection, mm-hmm. um, his icon he kind of looks like Peter Still White Man. Oh hell yeah! Um, but I looked up some stuff about it after I beat the game, and his icon in the original MSX version is straight up just Albert Einstein. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a straight up Sean Connery in here too. Oh, yep. it's uh, yeah, I think it's, so. uh, spoiler alert. We'll find out here in a second. It's Big Boss. So yeah, Big Boss yeah. is just straight up Sean Connery in the original. <laughs> Which is solid cool. choice. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Solid. I mean, just just solid choice in general, just taking like well known celebrities. <laughs> no one will ever know. Just <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to make that art. We can just snag a couple pics and de res them down. Yeah. We'll just get on uh nineteen ninety nine ver- we'll just get on uh nineteen ninety nine. We'll just get on the nineteen fucking uh Oh man, I just I totally forgot the year that this came out. We'll get on the 1990. Wow, holy shit, 1990. We'll get on the 1990 Google and uh, pull a quick little JPEG down and uh, dogpile. Ask yeah. Jeeves. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. Good old Jeeves. Oh yeah, Jeeves will know Jeeves. what to do. Oh, um, just a note. I looked uh, up the Metal Gear 2 manual. I uh-huh. guess the like the actual manual that came with the game, and it does have the tap code. Oh. grid thing in it that's amazing so i guess so, yeah. if you read the manual you would know what to do well what's crazy then is that the whole back of the box codec thing for merrill was not a first for the series either mm. yeah so everything was, was it just like here. out of context in the manual or was it like there next to like when you come across this building you need to yeah. listen no, to the it's a it was just like tap codes were used as, uh for pow's <laughs> when the blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. it kind of gives you a little hint and is like this may or may not be important. Jesus. 
Well, but, yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, you talk to old Madnar. Madnar tells you uh, all scientists are the same, um, and then <laughs> he also tells you that uh, he tells you that they moved Doctor Marv because somehow Madnar knows this uh, to the tower, uh, radio tower, um, and uh, he's uh, the princess is in another castle. Essentially, is the gist mm, of the conversation. Mm, yeah, and uh, mm. he tells you he tells you about good old Big Boss. And I feel like if this game was voiced, uh, this is the part where Snake would go, Metal Gear. Big <laughs> um, Boss. Yeah. Metal Gear. BB. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> BB-8. Big Boss number yeah, eight. He, just, he tells you like all this stuff that's going on. He's like, my favorite part of this whole conversation, he's like, hey, Snake, there's like a lot of bad shit happening. Also, my daughter, Ellen, is totally <laughs> single. Yeah, they all just like, all of a sudden, it's just like girl talk about his daughter <laughs> like for the rest of the fucking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> And then he tells, oh no! And then he tells you to talk to his like his like best friend Johann Jacobson Jingleheimer Schmidt. Oh, that's if you right. You know anything about animals? Yeah, because yeah. because every Metal Gear game has to have like an expert that you call. Um, mm-hmm. We get introduced yeah. to our old animal handling fa- friend. <laughs> I called him the first time, and he's like, "Man, why do people have animal code names? Animals don't belong in the battlefield. Fuck you!" Wow. And then hangs up. Like, <laughs> wow. He has a lot of, like, really fun quips over the course of, like, the the game. Like, there's going to be a point in the future where you have to use some you have to use something with cheese in it to bait these, like, creatures. Oh, yeah. Um, which I don't want, I don't want to spoil what the creatures are because it's fantastic, but um, just yet. I want to keep that card yeah. in my sleeve for keep now. But, keep it um, He's like, man, it's too bad I'm not there. I totally just ordered a pizza. <laughs> yeah, dude. I will say, so in the long tradition of expert phone call people being weird... Uh, Natasha from Metal Gear Solid and Sigint, this guy, and, like, the crazy computer hacker nerd dude from uh, Ghost Battle. Uh, Cameron, yeah. do you remember that when we were doing the Game Boy game? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, like, they just, like, I guess that's when they choose to use the comedy writing for the whole yeah. game. Because, like, they're always fucking bananas. <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, we keep going through the jungle um, between calling people and using our little mind detector and stuff like that. We get to the desert, which is a, kind of our next biome. Um, in the desert, we've got a couple guards and a truck that we got to kind of work around. Some ammunition and stuff is in the truck. Uh, it's not a huge deal. Um, you're kind of going from screen to screen to screen, and then uh, <laughs> there, there, you can fuck up and accidentally get to your third boss fight here, um, but you can't do anything about it yet. So if you go too far, uh, you will encounter, I think it's the helicopter here, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hindy. In the top of the screen. Yeah, so the Hindy will You missed the best. You missed the best part of this whole section, dude. What's the mm-hmm. best part? You get a mysterious codec call from some random oh, that's fan, right. number one fan. That's right. As you're walking into the desert. I don't know and, why I didn't even fucking um, put he that He straight down. up tells you, Des Mines, dear. <laughs> 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 it's been too fucking long, man. I had to do it. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> no, but like you have to go. You, like there's a minefield, and it's kind of like metal. Like it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid, where you're going out into the snowfield, and you get a call from Deep Throat telling you about the mines. Um, same, same fucking deal. Yeah, dude. It's 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 crazy how much is just straight up. And I guess it's because Kojima was like, "Well, they never got this game in the U.S., so we can just straight remake the whole thing if we want." Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty it's much. It's pretty much the same fucking thing. Um, and this is also where that imported Japanese squeak sand came into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you kind of you kind of have to uh, you get everything that you need from here, 
which I'm trying to remember why the fuck we even got sent all the way up here. Uh, we were supposed to go up to because the tower's that way. Oh, that's right. But and then we get, get stopped out. by the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I, I it took me forever to figure out that I have to actually go back to the jungle and not wait for the helicopter to get bored. Yeah, I sat here for a while as well. Um, but yeah, so we we go back to the jungle, and then from the jungle you can go east into the swamp, which is Sam's favorite. Fuck that swamp, because like you have to like make your way through the swamp, and like this fucking child is just randomly sitting around here, like. Like, oh, this is supposed to be bottomless, but I saw a truck drive through here. You believe me, right? And I'm like, no, kid. What are you, a child, doing here? What's wrong? Where's your mom? <laughs> but, like, you have to make your way across the swamp, and you have to, like, follow a very specific path. And if you sink down, you can't move, so you have to jump back up and, like, readjust. And it's just like, this yeah. is fucking terrible. It's just one of those. This is where I brought up a video guy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those puzzles where... Uh... I don't know, it's kind of like the classic old game trope of, like, uh, kind of nudge your way a little bit along at a time and see if, like, this is the right path, but we're not going to show you the right path kind of deal. Um, I would say it's not dissimilar from, like, in the original Dark Souls uh, with the weird crystal invisible floor puzzle where you can only know where to go based on what snowflakes or ash flakes or whatever uh, actually, like, hit the ground. Um, it's just one of those kind of, like, if you've played a video game, you you're you know how this puzzle kind of operates. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you know how to solve it immediately. It's just it takes fucking forever. So, but yeah. So essentially, we get to the arsenal at the end of this road, which is where we're going anyway to try and find a way to take out that helicopter. Um, and uh, once we get into the arsenal, we encounter our second boss fight. <laughs> My favorite. The, the fucking man. imagery of the boss music playing and then running man just like briskly <laughs> jogging down screen is fucking hilarious. <laughs> look at me, look at me. He, no, that's what he does. He essentially pulls like a Stuart from that TV and goes, look what I can do and runs around the hallway and then comes back around and he's like panting and out of breath. I'm like, dude, if you, what, what, like you're the running man. Why are you out of breath after running a lap yeah. around this very small oh, looking smoking so much. <laughs> Cameron, uh, some might say he's super fast. Oh, <laughs> I think we've talked about that on here before. Um, damn, that Stuart for Mad TV reference just like blew my gourd open. <laughs> <laughs> I just got pulled back in time. I don't know how long I've been gone. That was like he's like he's like check out my speed. And he ran around yeah. like that's just Stuart. Like what the fuck. My favorite thing is, like, the boss can't be badass enough on his own, so, to t like, they had to double down, and they're like, all right, this guy kind of sucks. Fill the room with gas. Um, yeah. So, like, you can't, mm. like, it's not just a vanilla boss fight. It's like, ah, oh, he kind of sucks. So we're going to tie one of your arms behind your back kind of yeah. situation. Um, but, yeah, the easiest thing to do is just throw on your gas mask and put mines down, and he'll just fucking walk into them because he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and instead of learning from the first one, he like, <laughs> continues to run into them. Yeah. Well, then the shit thing, too, is like, so you, I think you can run out of mines and he's still alive. So you'll have to find ways to get around it if you don't have, like, the max number of mines. Because I think it takes, like, 10 or 11. Or it takes 10 or 12, whatever the max is, uh, to kill him. So if you don't have max mines, it does kind of suck. Um, and that happened to me. And I'm pretty sure I just kind of, like, chipped away at him with other shit after I ran out. Mm. Um but 
Yeah. I mean, it's not hard. Can I throw this out there? Am I the only one that kind of like got um, Fat Man vibes from this one? Mm. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it is the same design. Definitely. That's totally true. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Nice. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Callbacks, dog. GG, <laughs> Sam Wright. GW, Sam W. <laughs> But uh, I love I love this because like after you blow him the fuck up, like I was in a different screen when he died, and I thought that like he, he was like does this this poor guy doesn't even get a death monologue? Oh, not at all. And then you walk up into the next screen, and he's still there, and you talk to him for a second. He's like, he was like, I'm, but I'm fast as a cheetah, and Snake's like, I guess you weren't fast enough. And then he just fucking everybody explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which happened in metal gear solid three too but yeah. like it's just way more comical in, in 8-bit <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody explodes in metal gear which is pretty funny to me especially because they don't like explain it like at least the 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 unit like i, for, I already forget what they're called but the bosses in metal gear solid three at least they explain it like yeah these guys have micro bombs implanted in them they don't explain why everybody explodes in this game <laughs> yeah at all <laughs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just they go boom boom when they die, and that's all you should pretty know. much. But yeah, so essentially we get through this little area, we get a new ID card as you do. Um, you get more health as you do. Um, you encounter more Trilden. Um, we got a bunch of as little, you do. Lot, yeah, a lot of kids <laughs> as you do. Um, and uh, essentially this they're was, like, I I I wrote this down on my notes. I texted this to Alessio. This little part of my notes, like, what the fuck are these kids doing here, and why do they have stinger missiles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the kids hook the kids hook Snake up with some boom boom, but they they hate some they hate dang, guys with guns, boom, boom. but they will give you explosives, which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you literally just kind of backtrack. Uh, you got to go all the fucking way back to the building. So this is where the fun backtracking happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go all the way to the building. You got to go all the way to the balcony again. You got to go all the way to the tank stuff. Um, and essentially, you just use your ID card and the Trilden to uh, get your your bombs. Um, <laughs> yes. And then after you get your bombs and you get special cards. Uh, you pretty much go all the fucking way back to the hind, so we get to do this little double dip into backtrack territory. Yeah, um, I I liked how the game was big, and then I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's almost like the game's like, look how big it is now, and you're like, oh great, and then it's like, go make you go. Time to reappreciate how big this. Game is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you thought you liked it the first time. What about now? <laughs> but yeah, so then we fight behind D. Uh, for the f- second time in the series, don't you fight a hind D in MG One? I can't remember. Fuck, it's been too uh, long. I, I don't, don't think remember. you do. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. This you is... definitely fight one in Metal Gear Solid, though. Yeah, you definitely fight one in every fucking game from here on out forever. <laughs> Pretty much a jet or some type of flying vehicle. Yes. Um, I will say this: as much as we're hating on this, at least it's not pulling pulling a, a Zelda where for sixteen games in a row they did the same thing. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, at least here it's like, hey, Metal Gear 2. And then it's like, hey, Metal Gear Solid, because you probably don't know Metal Gear 2. And then Metal Gear Solid 2 is like, hey, same thing, but we're going to make a, a whole plot around how, why it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> Zelda's just like, we're lazy. Here you go. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. To all you Zelda fanboys, it is the same. It's the same goddamn game. Zelda Gear Zundays. Zelda Gear Zundays, baby. <laughs> Featuring Tay <Tay-Zonday>. Zonday. <laughs> 
Tay Zonday is the first guest on Zelda Gear Zonday. <laughs> Zelda Gear Zonday starring Tay Zonday. <laughs> but yeah, so did you guys have trouble with this Hindi fight? Um, finding the timing of like how to, like when to fire at the dot was a little fiddly at first, but after I solved that, it wasn't that bad. I just I need to ask you guys a question because I did this and I fucked up real hard and I don't know if there was an easier way or if I'm stupid. I ran out of stinger missiles and literally had to go all the fucking way back to get more. Oh. No, that didn't I'm, happen. To I'm me. blessed. <laughs> yeah. Papa blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, I just didn't really, <laughs> just kind of really just re- appreciate myself and my life and how things have just kind of fallen into place and that I didn't have to do that. Because yeah. that sounds awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Thank you, base guide. I just didn't know mm. if there was, like, more ammo close by, but I fucked up. Not that I know of, because, like, you had to go all the way back through this fucking swamp and, like, all the way back, right? I went all the way, way back. No, I didn't way, have to do the swamp, back. but I just had to go back to that balcony oh. area on in oh, the building. Gotcha. But it was yep. pretty shitty. So. Well, hashtag blessed. Well, cool, guys. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. My body hurts. Um, but anyway. I thought it was re- I thought it was really cool um, how they got the helicopter to look like it was high. Oh yeah, with the limitations of the day and age, whatever. Mm. Yeah, just I liked all the little like smoke there. stuff or whatever, like all the all the kick up from the like you'd see like the little sand sprite or whatever whenever it would move around sometimes. Yeah, it just felt but, big. Yeah, for such a small good. game. I don't I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, they did a good ambitious. job with perspective, which they should have done with the jungle. But yeah, it's fine. It's a good point. Yeah, I feel like I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to sound like I'm hating on this game. I really, really like this <laughs> game. What are you doing, Alessio? Over there pulling the camera? I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. oh shit! Sick burns. We've yeah. actually Spo- been talking as each other alert. this entire time. Yeah, spoiler alert: the whole second half of this show uh, run, me and Cameron have changed places. <laughs> and I'm just gonna hate everything, and he's gonna love it. I'm actually furiously feeding him lines right now. Like, <laughs> just... Aaron's just texting me like hate speech to spew. Uh, yeah. Just texting him copy, just like to say this now. <laughs> yeah, this is the point at which I complain about backtracking and have to go back and get stinger messages. <laughs> now you're fine. Hey, Alessio, ask me about this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so essentially we get through this just to have to deal with a 30-story building, uh, which is, I, I mean, it was kind of elegant to where they made you not have to go through all 30 floors, because I definitely thought that was about to go down, and I was kind of upset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to go through this little tower building. Um, it's pretty, the guards here, I feel like this is kind of a difficulty check to see if you learned what you needed to learn from the first half of the game, or first part of the game. Um because like they up the guard level pretty intensely in this next oh, zone, yeah, spikes. So it's like, hey dog, I hope you knew how to hide. In my case, it was like, I hope you knew how to run really fast and then get where you need to go and duck for a little bit. Because that's pretty much yeah. what I did. But yeah, um, and then Snake gets his suggestion to use his little CBB, his little cardboard box. Um, and as Isaac mentioned, you get to use a truck and conveyor belt. At yes, that was cool. In the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, <laughs> this is also where we find out that Holly was kidnapped. Somehow. Oh God! 
And she's she's with all <laughs> the science men. I forgot Holly existed for a while. <laughs> and then I get a phone call from Holly talking about she's been kidnapped. I'm like, God, I don't know. Where you? is she? I don't like where was she that she got kidnapped? How do you I don't know. Uh, women. Yeah. But like, you have to go and rescue her and you find her. She was, she was kidnapped for approximately 45 seconds because like, yeah. the solution to finding her is not that difficult. True. If you if you have a guide right next to you. <laughs> That's true. And the first thing Snake says <laughs> when he finds her is, wow, you're a lot prettier than I thought. Yeah, this is where <laughs> Snake gets uh, kind of creepy. Like He makes a couple of uh, passes at some ladies as we journey through. Yeah. So yet another staple that we're seeing, which is nice. Yeah. Snakes, snakes, a horn dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The staple where Snake uh, stays in solitude during retirement and then uses missions exclusively to hit on women. Yeah, <laughs> it's like dangerous Tinder. It's like... Yeah, it's oh so weird God. to me that like Snake's like only on the Swipe clock. Right. Do I hit on women? That's. I guess it makes sense. He goes. He goes and he lives in log cabins out in the middle of nowhere. So, like <laughs> the first lady he meets, he's like, oh. oh. I have all I these forget, feelings. I forgot about um, women. <laughs> yeah. Like a two a two is like an eight to him after Solitude. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually seeing all of the uh, character animation art from Snake's perspective. In reality, this woman is like horribly disfigured. Yeah, every, everyone's getting on a Kojima for MGS five and that's that's what it has been the entire time. Yeah. It's just an unre- unreliable narrator, guys. Come on. It has yeah. nothing to do with Kojima. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That actually would have been way better than the reason that gets provided in five, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in, in a while. Um, Holy shit! But yeah, so you you get to deal with the old, and I remembered this from the whole underground basement insanity in Metal Gear One, but the whole like spiral of things. Um, so you kind of have to deal with this like little spiral with a bunch of elevators in the room. Um, they're all kind of like I believe I don't think you can sequence break right. Like they're all blocked based on. Uh, card, correct? I think so. Yeah. yeah, so you can't like cheat and like go straight to the boss or anything. But yeah, there's like a spiral of doors. You have to get different cards. Um, you get some plastic bombs. Um, yeah. And uh, and then uh, one of the one of the kids on level ten tells you like kind of hints at where these the grenades are at. And he's like, I found some green looking pineapples. That's the best, dude. <laughs> the green <laughs> like, pineapple. Did you find any five five sixers though? <laughs> The uh, the green pineapples are good. I like the mention of the blonde girl, um, and yeah. uh, we get oh no, real creepiness. We get a one eyed uncle gets talked about. Uh, what? Who's the one eyed uncle? The one eyed uncle also I just realized sounds like they're describing a penis. So that's kind of that's creepy. yeah. That's why that's why I did the puke noise. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> because because like you know you know who they're actually talking about, but just like these kids. Talking about one-eyed uncles. Yeah, what do you? What do you? It's like the about? idea that Big Boss Lecture is like, this is one-eyed uncle. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a series of very surreal moments where, like, in in as you do in Metal Gear, you use a bomb to blow up a wall. Um, you eventually get to Holly, Hori, um, and then all of a sudden, I felt like I was in a fever dream a little bit, where Holly was like. Would have gotten away with it and found Dr. Marv, but I lost my pigeon. Yep. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I just, I had to take a step back. <laughs> She's like, this bird has a clue. And I was like, I, I don't follow. Can we fucking, talk about this again? Fucking pigeon. 
Yeah, so our our all of a sudden our mission objective is to locate a pigeon for the rest of the mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. Yeah, luckily uh Jacobson has got all the facts and all the knowledge. <laughs> all the facts Did, about that pigeon. Hey, yeah, he knows. Before, Did you before, know before that there's over the 200 though? species of pigeons and like <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way this guy spouts his knowledge. It's great. I don't know. He seems like an unreliable like source because he has like a lot of information on those fucking hamsters later. But those don't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I'm sorry. I just want to pause for a second cuz I just got really excited. Um so uh we I as 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 we were hoping to do, um I was trying to get Cole Ross on for the Metal Gear Solid 4 season coming up. Um mm-hmm. he hasn't responded to email yet. Um and so I tweeted at him because uh Cole did specifically ask uh if he could be on for 4. Um really? and instead of getting a response from Cole, I got a response from another good old duck feed boy, Jeremy Greer, which if you guys listen to Bonfire Side Chat or I think now they've got an X-Men show on Duck Feed um that Jeremy Ooh, co-hosts X-Men. with uh Gary. Um, but good old Jeremy Greer uh, just tweeted at me and asked what a Metal Gear Monday was. So I think I might be able Ooh. to get us another guest. Ooh. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll get back to that in a little bit. But I wanted to give y'all a little uh, a little uh, update. And good old Craven Knight uh, added me on Twitter, so I appreciate that yes. as well. Yeah. It's almost like he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> the champ, Craven Knight. <laughs> but yes. So anyway, we. Uh, got to use our new key card that we got from uh holly um and we essentially just go around looking for kids opening doors touching bombs <laughs> touching replace <laughs> verbs and nouns because you're touching kids looking for bombs and touching doors uh, there's just oh. a lot of mixture things touching, touching you touching me touching me yep <laughs> uh, we touching t- you. we learn about how the the children think the one-eyed <laughs> uncle is a good father um, but apparently the one-eyed uncle hates adults. This whole thing's getting very uncomfortable to me. Um, <laughs> Man, the just, guy just loves kids. I mean, he just loves them. Loves them. So loves eventually them. our grenade, our green pineapple ID card spiral bonanza takes us to floor 30 where we encounter. <laughs> and Cameron, I hope to God that this boss uh, name made you laugh as much as it made me laugh. We encounter... <laughs> The Red Blaster. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and the way he moves. I got expecting him to like, introduce, I'm Red Blaster, and this is my sidekick, Blue Beetle. <laughs> uh, good old Red Blaster. Like, like, what is, like, is he, like, is he a blaster that's, like, a communist, or does he blast communists, or, like... Dude, he's or- just gushing 24-7. Oh, he's just—he's just, yeah, just blasting that blood. <laughs> it's not even—it's not a guy. It's a woman who's always on. Oh his no! Steady stream, baby. Steady no. stream. <laughs> yeah. So good old oh. red blaster. Um, yeah, he's a—he's kind of an asshole. Uh, he's just—he's the explosion boss, I guess, of the game. If yeah. you had to pick yeah. like, an archetype for him, mm-hmm. um, he kind of reminded he me kinda... a little bit of uh, old Raven, a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. Vulcan Raven? Good old, uh, good old, uh, Raven <laughs> from fucking Metal Gear Solid? Three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. He kind of slinks around like, um, like the fear a little bit. Oh, Tree Man. Yeah. But. I guess the explosions kind of funneled me in a specific way, so I kind of felt like it was kind of like the chain gun from the Vulcan Raven thing. Mm. So I don't know. That may have been, I don't know. 
I just got a weird vibe from him. I thought he was uh, a little from strange. Yeah, I just I'm, because he's red and he's walking like a little spider. I just thought about Spider Man. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. He literally just is Spider Man. me of Spider Man. <laughs> yes, but um, I will say, I'm, unlike I'm four years old and everything reminds me of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so really, at this point, Snake is starting to become oh, wait, a boy. Wait, wait, wait. So that one-eyed uncle will play with him, and so he sees Spider Man. <laughs> Uh, I just want every time that Sam talks, his Skype profile picture shows, and he's wearing red and blue. Oh, oh God! Sam is the Piter like, Man. You're like a Piter Man. I I am the Piter Man. <laughs> this Man. whole time, Sam oh. has been Piter Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, I so you don't really get anything from this boss fight. Um, yeah, no. he just fucking dies. Which is and then weird. He just Why blows. Did he didn't even have a death monologue. Yeah. Bless his heart. Like <laughs> he, he just didn't have anything good to say, and I respect that. Bless his little piter heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his little his little piter heart goes kaput, and then he blows up. Um, and pretty much, I mean, like I don't know. Uh, you kind of get. Some more rations and use your CBB, your little cardboard box. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. You just kind of walk around a little bit, uh, watch out for traps, and uh, eventually you find your old little carrier pigeon coming coming along. <laughs> With this, like, spooky Lavender Town music playing in the background for some reason? like Oh, yeah, the music does get pretty spoopy at this point. There's a lot of cool... Spoopy? So the, the, mu- <laughs> the music's pretty... I would say the music is pretty... Uh, what, the, what the fuck's the word? I'm like, dynamic? Where, like, based on the environments that you're in, it kind of shifts. Mm. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Did you guys have any trouble trying to find the old pigeon? Because I know we got to make a couple calls and... Uh, and walk around a lot, but do you guys have, does anybody have anything interesting to talk about besides calling Yusuf for the pigeon before we get to the pigeon? <laughs> no, just calling Yusuf. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, yeah. Is his name Yusuf or Johan? Oh, I'm. I I just put Y on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants to help me out here, <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> Oh, no. Good old Yusuf. Y-Man. He's Yusuf now. Fuck it. <laughs> Good old Yusuf. Good old um, oh, Good old Juicy Boy. Juicy. It's a, it's a, it's a silent J. <laughs> oh. Juicy J. Juicy. Juicy J. Juicy A. Juicy A. Juicy A and Juicy A. Yeah. But God damn it. Anyway, you get a little pigeon tied around the... You get a pigeon tied around... You get a message tied around the pigeon's leg. Um, you get a pigeon tied around a message's leg that gives you the transceiver number for good old Marv. So we get to finally talk to old Keo Marv. No, we don't because you can't understand <laughs> Yeah. So I think, I'm trying to think, are there any other weird translation things? I think bef- besides Metal Gear 2 and Metal Gear Solid 5, there's never any other translation needs in these games. I don't think so because like the times that like they spoke in Russian and like Metal Gear Solid oh, yeah, 2 yeah. they were translated for us. Yeah. So you have to find good old Natasha. Uh oh yeah, this is this is yeah, this is uh the the women's <laughs> restroom moment. Gustava? Oh yeah, what the fuck? I so I have a list of character names pulled up here to try and look up fucking why I came up with Yusuf 
with my wife. <laughs> um, and I think it's because I'm looking at the fucking Japanese names for these guys. So straight oh, up, he is Masha. Yusuf in Japan. Oh, okay. And she is, uh, what did you say that her name was? In, a, in this one, her name's Gustava That's Hefner. right. That's right. Okay, I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, so apparently her name's <laughs> Natasha Markova in the Japanese. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, Russian woman. Uh, we hang out with Gustava, and uh, well, we don't hang out with her, but we sneak into the women's restroom because we're following sneaky booties, as you do. Yeah, here's a nice little start to the trend. Place. Yeah, the yeah, trend the of snake trend. creeping on women in the bathroom. Uh, so remember, guys, no bathroom laws will protect you from a sneaky snake. <laughs> <laughs> Use whatever bathroom you want. You're not gonna get. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna change anything. Snake. If he's coming, he's coming. Hip sway. He's coming. <laughs> It's not. It's not the trans people you have to worry about. It's, it's the, the sneaky solid snake. snakes. <laughs> God oh, damn no. it! Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then we find out that good old Petrovic is. Uh, uh, so now we're going. So hold on. Did we switch guys here? We went from Doctor Marv to Doctor Petrovic that we're looking for now again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we find out where old Petrovic is. Doctor Madnar. Sorry. Um, and uh, we have to go there now. So we leave the mm-hmm. tower building and we head towards the uh, Zanzibar building, I guess. Mm-hmm. And my uh, favorite thing about this is that we have to go back there, but to get there, we have to use an elevator that is, for some reason, number one in the women's restroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and number two leads to a decrepit old sewer that, like these <laughs> robot wars looking looking sweepers are patrolling. <laughs> Just like, why is this elevator in the women's restroom go to a sewer? What the fuck is this place that's in every women's restroom have you not noticed that yeah i, I guess not it's like how it's like the rumor back in high school and like <laughs> it's like the rumor back in high school and like all women's restrooms have like couches in them oh i remember that yeah you go they all have tvs they all have elevators that go down to sewers yeah. instead of couches. <laughs> they all have like easy access like body smuggling elevators <laughs> god I mean, we could end we could end sex trafficking in the United States overnight if they would just shut down those goddamn women's bathroom elevators. <laughs> Seriously, but God. anyway, as 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 you do. Um. So uh, we have to go all the way back to Zanzibar Building, um, which is more backtracking. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're using all of our ID cards and all of our shit. Um, and essentially, um, hold on, is this the one with the cheese? Is this where we do the cheese? Shit? No, not yet. This is like towards the end. Okay. Um, That's towards the end. This is the one with, uh, I can't remember what this one is. I think it's. Is this where you pick up the mouse? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So you pick up this like mouse item. Um, and essentially we eventually get to the RC missiles, which are just Nikita missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, using the gas mask and the Nikita missiles and stuff like that, we can, uh, fuck around with getting to where we need to go. There's like a, like a light switch room, which I thought was kind of neat. Did you guys dig that at all? Um, kind of caught me off guard a little bit and I got trapped, but did you guys dig it or did you feel like it was a shitty moment? Like, when the room is dark and you have to turn the switch yeah, on yeah, to yeah. see. And then eventually you have to use your night vision glasses or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was pretty Did cool. it feel fair or did it... Because to me, I felt like it was telegraphed pretty well because it, like, flickers first, I think. I thought it was pee neat. Good old pee neat. 
yeah, uh, sensors, night vision goggles, pills, medical room. This is where we have become. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, do you guys have any standout moments from all this shit? Or uh, what's up? Because, I mean, essentially, it's like, so we're going through like a big a big gauntlet of dark rooms, night vision goggles, dodging sensors, dodging guards. I didn't want to kill any guards because I didn't want to fuck up and kill uh, Gustava. Did you guys have a similar situation? Did you? Did anybody kill her by accident? Mm, no. Okay. I'm trying to. I was being really careful around this part. Well, like, it sounds like too we were all using guides, so that probably helped. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, don't kill the main the main person that you need. Look at her booty. Yeah. Follow her to the women's Always restroom. Always look at booties. Um, so yeah, you get a bucket in the men's room, which I thought was weird. Um, you go to the women's restroom. That's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, essentially, she hit, uh, gets mad at Snake for hitting on her, or she like accuses him of seducing her, trying to seduce her. Um, <laughs> because he's Snake. Yeah. Also, there's another really weird thing here that happens. What the fuck? So Snake says that she he saw her win a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah, she's like a Olympic. She was an Olympic like ice skater. So everybody, so okay, so everybody in this universe is just Grammy award winning documentarians, <laughs> but also CIA Grammy award winning ice skater Gustavo Hefner. <laughs> yeah, and then we have Olympic gold medalist, also terrorist on the side. Uh, Gustavo. <laughs> like, I don't... What the fuck, man? Okay, they kind sorry. of they kind of explain it a little bit later on. Oh, um, that's true. I forgot. Maybe I'm being too harsh. <laughs> Either that or maybe the reason is weird. Anyway, we'll talk about it in a second. It's... Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so essentially using uh, her being on your side now, she tells you that... Uh, Dr. Marv is in the detention center, uh, and we got to backtrack all the way back. Um, they're somewhat kind to us because get, we get to use the basement to kind of connect the two. Um, but as we will uncover, there are dangers in the next section. Um, so we don't play a whole lot of this next section, but we come across this bridge um, once we get through all this like sewer section and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're going through all this sewer section stuff, and then finally we get to uh, Dr. Madnar. Um, good old Dr. Madnar is excited, and then uh, essentially we get into this weird situation with the elevator and an ID card, and so we essentially have to uh, get back to the elevator, get our ID card, and do all this jazz. Um, trying to double check, so hold on, I'm kind of getting confused looking through stuff right now. Uh, Essentially there's this weird thing Where Dr. Madnar starts acting weird And talking about natural desires And Gustava comments on it Um, uh, Gustava also I think this is where she mentions uh, Yeah so Sam this is where you're mentioning Yes Uh, So they're following you around So you have like this little Final Fantasy party Following you around mm -hmm. Um, And you're like walking down this like really dirty looking hallway. Um, yeah, it reminded me a little Dr. bit of like Madden mother. Like, or I'm something. sorry, I have to <laughs> take care of business. I'm old, and they're like, "All right." So Snake and Gustava sit down. And they start talking, and Gustava talks about how she was um, she was an ice skater, an Olympic ice skater, and she fell in love with this guy. 
um, who was on the other side of the wall. I think he was part. Of, he was on the west, and she was in the east part of the wall. Um, and she was gonna drop everything to um, be with him. And she was trying to go to the other side of the wall, but she essentially became a refusenik, and they wouldn't let her over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, pretty much everybody on her side of the wall treated her and her family like like second class citizens and she essentially became this terrorist like agent because she had nowhere else to she had nothing else to do yeah I was with her story and I was I was feeling her for a minute up until the like <laughs> just kind of lazy uh, the well I didn't ball. really have anything else to do so I became a terrorist um, <laughs> seemed kind of <laughs> kind of silly but I did um, I did like her her talking about her skating um, which comes into play in a really funny way in the next area, I thought. But yeah, Dr. Madnar is done using the bathroom. And yeah. uh, onward we go. She does uh, She does tell you about her lover, though, who is yes. Frank. Yeah, Frank, uh, what's his last name? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think they tell you. Hmm. Oh, it would, you. wouldn't be the German word for hunter, which is Jaeger, would it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Who else do we know named Frank Jaeger? Crazy how things work out like that. The old Jaeger bomb. <laughs> Good old Jaeger the old, bomb. Is the old Jaeger switcheroo. Hey, you said, you, you said bomb, and that in the next area there's a bridge, and then there's there's uh, a bomb. Uh, uh, oh god but yeah so yeah then that happens so you're crossing the bridge doctor you find this place you have to cross the bridge dr madnar crosses and gustava starts crossing she's like snake it's safe you can come across and then she gets blown the fuck up yeah and then she says something <laughs> i don't know if this is a translation thing i'm gonna assume maybe kojima definitely wanted to throw a sick rhyme here but she says you know, she she used to talking about being an ice skater, and she's like, "I was always skating around, never learned to plant my own two feet on the ground." And it sounds like a Sarah Bareilles or something song, just something like, <laughs> just that kind of just thing. Like, never learned to plant my own two feet on the ground. I'm not gonna write you a love song. <laughs> just that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I put it. I put it on but the yeah, ground at that point. Gets blown up, and then some guards come and take Madnar, and down comes Gray Fox in a fucking Metal Gear. Well, and she also hold on in her dying moments. She gives Snake a brooch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When asked who to give it to, she goes, Frank. So yeah, Frankie boy, beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, our our fox and our snake meet once again. Mm-hmm. And Snake does his uh, Gray Fox. <laughs> um, it's pretty sweet. I definitely Oof. imagine David Hayter anytime I read any of this shit at this point. Mm-hmm. But no, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Gray Fox snatches back the deactor, and uh, Fox and Doc roll on out, and Snake gets real pissy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get a after this, you get a call from Holly, who's talking about like you have to get a hang glider. And glide from the other building across to the other side of the bridge so you can get across. That was pretty cool. And then I think I, like, lost track of, like... Because she comes up with some good information, but she, like, spews this non-sequitur nonsense. And it's just, like, I might have read it wrong, but she says, like, I saw hang gliding on Thanksgiving on TV. You can do it. (laughs) 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 I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me go get that hang glider. 
Yes. So, well, at this point, I was almost wondering if Hang Glider was just somebody's code name after we had to deal with Red Blaster and everybody else. <laughs> Hang Glider. Hank Glider. <laughs> Good old Hank G. Glider. Yeah. But yes, so using uh, some RC rockets and mines and just kind of all of our all of our uh, tricks up our sleeve, we're trying to kind of work our way back to saving the old dock from the old fox. Um, we get some gas grenades, which are pretty slick. Um, and we have to uh, go through a big-ass minefield, which is unfortunate. And we're backtracking essentially all the fucking way back to the Zanzibar building, because this game becomes <laughs> nothing but backtracking at this point. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of red card, blue card bullshit, um, and uh, dummy soldiers with some children. Um, yeah. Kids will tell us about pills um, and brooches that change shape, and I feel like it's so weird. Every fucking good idea, or I guess interesting idea from Metal Gear Solid, again, started here, because um, mm-hmm. it turns Cause out... You have to- you have to change the shape of the brooch by changing the temperature of it. Mm-hmm. Where do we know that from? Oh, Fucking worst no. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you just said every good idea. Well, and yeah, and then I well then I I'm, I paused immediately and said every interesting idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think um, I think it is cool. It I don't know. I'm still kind of conflicted on this, so I want to talk to you guys about this. I okay. think it is cool. Looking back, I know I, I, you know, I talked a lot of shit at the end of Metal Gear Solid 1 about the hot, cold, and backtracing and all that stuff. It's pretty neat that it's a reference. Um, yeah. But at the same time, is that a good or a bad thing to, be, to want to be so referential? To say, oh, I want to reference... Oh yeah, even the if brooch it's a bad part. Thing? Yeah, even if it's a bad idea, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put blinders on and I'm gonna do this thing because I want to reference it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? Well, I think they thought it was a great idea, <laughs> and they're like, let's make them do this thing where they have to walk for miles and backtrack. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to defend the Well, so it's it's tricky too cuz I know a lot of series like Dark Souls, they do a lot of throwback shit to uh Kingsfield. Um and Dark Souls yep. and Demon Souls will constantly pass ideas across and sometimes they're not, they're not the best ideas. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I get it. There's kind of like this and Final Fantasy's pretty criminal for doing it as well. Yeah. Um I think it's just like a Japanese franchise thing. They just like to kind of have these little nods but when the nod to me it becomes shitty when the nod becomes like a core gameplay mechanic yeah that, no 100 percent. yeah so i don't know but. yeah like, like it's it's cool to see all the nods you know like uh you're gonna go find a girl in the bathroom like oh you mm-hmm. know that that's funny and not disruptive to like the core mechanics of the game yeah it's not but. like the bathroom is the hardest place to get to in the game ha 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 yeah but yeah. So anyway, we uh, encounter some kids playing hide and seek in a locker room. Uh, we there are a lot of just kids doing things on this military base, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I <laughs> guess due to due to backstory, it is like a whole country. So this military facility is part of just like a whole, I guess, country of collected people that have ended up working together. Um, yeah. 
And so essentially we're doing a whole like blue card, red card, kind of brooch shape changing pill situation. Um, there's even like there's a sauna area and then you find like a naked guard who's covering his private parts in a certain point, which is also kind of like a Johnny thing. Um, uh, but yeah. And what, if so that you, was, what if that was like Johnny Sasaki's like uh, debut? I feel like if this, if this game gets remade, if this game ever gets remade, that's totally going to be like a Johnny uh, family member. <laughs> but yeah, so the sauna can change to the brooch's shape and uh, we get a little cassette as well from the locker and the cassette contains the Zanzibar Land National Anthem, which becomes part of a puzzle later. Um, oh my god! Which again is like what the fuck? This like surreal dream logic uh, that comes with this game—it's wonderful, but it's so—I don't know. I I wouldn't. I would not have known what to do without a guide. We'll reiterate. We will reiterate that as many times as we need to uh, play this game with a guide, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So again, we're going through rooms. We want to change the brooch's shape yet again. Um kind of using our blue card red card um you'll find another mouse and an o2 tank as you kind of continue down these paths um more gas grenades uh you will essentially be heading down a path and eventually if you look on your radar um you will have to sort of break these wires at a certain point um did you guys have trouble even following along with the guide here because i would kind of fuck up and overstep from time to time um, and I know the camera kind of tends to do some weird stuff uh, with these wires that you have to break. Anything? Um, I didn't understand I didn't the point of the wires. Yeah, I didn't really. Either. You just run over it a couple times and it breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure because was like I remember. I remember at a certain point I didn't know if I had to was like. Was it punch. just like a roadblock or something like to make it harder for you to navigate? Like I never understood what they were or why. I'm not sure. Um. But I do know that once you complete it, you do get that little camo, little camo mat thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know, no idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, using uh, some more RC missiles and kind of going down the path and grabbing some grenades and stuff, uh, you'll eventually find a room that you have to use a blue card on, and you will find body armor. So hooray, more sort of Metal Gear. Uh, holdovers, uh, which is great. Body armor cuts your damage in half like it does in the rest of the franchise. Um, But yeah, and then we take an elevator and uh, (laughs) guys, this whole elevator sequence is pretty bizarre to me. Um, Well, again, another another thing that Metal Gear Solid kind of took is the the stealth elevator battle. This was not really stealth, but yeah, you get a call from Gray Fox is like, essentially, you're going to die on that elevator. And you get to fight the four horsemen, jump around <laughs> yeah. in their little moon space oh, suits, little uh, moon hopper suits, like they don't have any sense. That's before this, though. So that's so. Oh, um, is that before this? Oh, the so the elevator you're describing is after the scene that I'm describing. So the scene I'm describing oh, is okay. fever dream scene, where you have to equip the goddamn cassette tape to play the national anthem, so that people think it's time to salute the flag, and then you hang glide past them. <laughs> Do you guys know yeah. what I'm talking? Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like. Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was radical. <laughs> that's my my my. That's that's not even my favorite. Like, you have to use something to play a sound moment of this game. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> something else happens later that we'll get to. But Jesus. But yeah, so then after that, you get a call from Gray Fox, and you have the whole situation that Sam is describing, which is just like yes. the elevator scene from MGS, which. 
that scene was so much doper in Metal Gear Solid because you had the whole Otacon being like, I'm back at my lab looking for stealth, uh, stealth camo for you, Snake, but there's four missing. And you have that, like, sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, but here, it's not as cinematic. You just essentially, yeah, Gray Fox tells you you're going to die. And then when you essentially, they're like they're like in little moon hopper suits. Like, they're in little space suits jumping around. Little moon beams is what they are. Yeah, little moon beams. Little good, good. There's some, there's some moon, moon softball points. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. We you're in this to... elevator and, like. You just have to kind of like run around and not get hit so much and shoot them, and you're just like, I really. This is like they're like, we're the four horsemen. We're we take orders from the president. We're a top secret assassination team, and then you're just like, you just kill them by yourself inside of this elevator. It's like this is the president's top secret assassination team. What the fuck are they paying you for, mm-hmm. dude? They're they're no match for the badass that is Solid Snake. Seriously. I mean, it is, it is a little bit of, like, a cool player empowerment kind of thing um, to constantly be like, this man is the best man, and then have you kill that man. Because it's like, by the time you get <laughs> past it, you're just like, I'm I'm the best man now. <laughs> um, and then you get to marry, you get to no, help your I friend get married. Because you're the best man, get it? Come on, guys. Sorry. Anyway, fun fact, did you guys know that the uh, Four Horsemen are called, for some goddamn reason, in Japan, they're called Ultra Box. Ultra box? Yes. It's just an ultra box? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. But yeah, so well, you get, I, like to, oh, to kind of like go back to it, like Black Ninja in Japan is called Black Color. Yeah. You're just fighting the color <laughs> black. <laughs> but, oh. yes. Um, but yeah, you get your seventh ID card, you get to the top. Of this area, and uh, kind of like we did in Metal Gear 1 and in Metal Gear Solid, after you do the whole uh, rope part, um, you just kind of run a lot past here. So you blow yeah. up a wall with the C4, or the plastic bomb, excuse me, um, and then you have to book it like 10 floors, I think, 10 or 20 floors. Um, and you eventually get to floor 17, um, where finally things kind of, you get a little bit of a short break, but then shortly thereafter you're back into full sprint again. Um, there is a bunch of tripwire stuff, and then this is the point where you get a call from another one of your fans again. So we get to hear from old yeah. Deep Throat. Um, and from this point, you pretty much uh, use the hang glider. I think there's a way to get fucked out of this game, and I think you can accidentally get... If I remember correctly, there's a glitch where you can accidentally get to this point without the hang glider, and there's no way for you to do it without backtracking all the way back. Oh, mm. fuck. That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you jump off a balcony and we get to see Snake hang glide, which is pretty slick. Um, yeah. And uh, once you do that, we get to fight our sixth boss. This is my favorite one. Yes. Uh, this is my this favorite is one. This is Jungle, Jungle Evil. <laughs> <laughs> who I So this is the first one that I nicknamed. So I took to call on this guy Jungle to Jungle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he comes up and he's like i'm the undisputed master of the jungle ambush and like for somebody who is the undisputed master of the jungle ambush you sure did fuck up that jungle ambush like i would have just slit his throat if i was so good at ambushing like what is up with you well he just rolls up and he's like i'm the best jungle boy and you're like (laughs) all right so his OG good, name, good because we love boy. to we love to steal intellectual property at Konami. His first, his original name was Predator, just Predator, just Predator. 
Yeah. So it's Alien versus Predator versus Solid Snake in this boss mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this guy's kind of a pansy. He just kind of pokes out and shoots, and then you just shoot him, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, pretty easy, but just based on like all of that put together, he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He doesn't show up on your radar either, which kind of sucks, but he pops out enough to where it doesn't even really matter. Yeah. Woo! Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, we get to, uh, after the... Let me see here. After the boss fights with Ultra Box, a.k.a. Uh, Four Horsemen? I was going to say Apocalypse Cowboys. Um, Four Horsemen. <laughs> Apocalypse um, Cowboys. <laughs> That's a much you, better name. Yeah. After you fight all those dudes, we finally, finally, finally meet the real Marv, Dr. Marv. Um, yep. Because I think we skipped over it, but the last time that we spoke with Marv, it was actually an imposter Professor Oak all along. Oh, um, my God. Again, uh, kind of like Decoy Octopus with the whole DARPA chief thing. Yeah. But, yeah. So you get your ID card eight. We go into the Zanzibar Land Biolab. Bo, 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 bo. You can uh, use tables to kind of avoid cameras here. A lot of crawling stuff. Pretty much this whole area is kind of like a, let's make sure you learned how to use gas masks and crawling. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the point to which we get the egg. <laughs> And this is again some fever dream nightmare logic <laughs> happening. Do you do you have to pick up the egg? Like, will because I know there's it's crucial in the later on. But what happens if you don't pick up the egg? I don't know. I think you have to backtrack again, just like you have. Yeah, to, like, because like you. you don't have anything that can make the guard open the gate. Yeah, because because God knows that you have to use this egg because that made sense. But and then the little snake on your screen. Eaten away at your yeah. your rations, everything. You have to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eating away at everything that you have. Um, yeah. So let's hold on. Let's pause for a second. Let's talk about this fucking egg. I think we can probably just talk about the egg for a little bit right now. So, okay. Okay. for the for the viewers who are not going to play this game, uh, you will come to a point where you will find some kids and you will come to a point where uh, there's like a laser wall and all this shit coming up. But if you notice, um, when you check your inventory, uh, there is, if you don't notice it originally, there is an egg in your inventory um, and it will hatch and become a snake. Um, But you have to have the other egg uh, right? Am I getting this right? You have to have the other egg so that it hatches and becomes an owl. Yeah, that's well, I think you though. find them. I think you find them both in, um, in the same place. Yeah, in the okay, lab. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But one of them hatches and becomes a snake, and you have to throw it out of your inventory before it you eats don't, all your rations. Yeah, if you don't notice, and it, the other one hatches you. into the owl. Yeah. So, yeah, so you need both, and then what ends up happening with the owl is super weird. Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. This is what I was talking about because you talk to um you talk to uh Jingleheimer Schmidt and he uh he talks about how like the owls caw at like dusk to signal like the when like you find out the owls caw like crow like make noises at dusk and then you also find out from one of the kids that or from somebody that they shut off the power at night um mm-hmm. which is when the gate turns off Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way for you to get through, obviously, is to trick the yeah. guards into thinking it's nighttime. 
Yeah. Which doesn't make any because sense. The guard, because the guard can't see with his own two eyes that it's not nighttime. <laughs> no, you use the owl. <laughs> yes. And the guard's like, well, I guess it's time to turn everything off. <laughs> oh, I heard that owl. Guess it's time to go to bed. <laughs> the entire time I was thinking that, I was thinking like every teacher I had in elementary school, when you try to leave after the bell rings, like, no, the owl doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Yeah. No, what doesn't make any sense to me, I think it's shit like this that made me think that this whole thing was in a building. Because, like, when I got to this, I was like, how can you not see the sun? Like, are we in a giant building? Like, what's happening? (laughs) What's happening? Yeah, so you use an owl to trick them into nighttime. They let you through the laser door, and you go to the little detention center, and we're kind of heading on our way finally to, like, the final building. Um, use your little ID card to get into an elevator and uh, pro tip uh, submachine gun and body armor anytime I went into elevators uh, after our little mm-hmm. encounter with the old uh, with the four horsemen. Um, we yeah. get another call from old Deep Throat. Uh, DT tells us about the Whispers, which is not the Whisper song by the Ying Yang Twins. Um, <laughs> instead, it is a guerrilla group, um, <laughs> and essentially they're all dead except for one dude. And uh, you get told that oh, well, and I guess this is kind of like the the spoopy section, um, but essentially you get told by the transmission that uh, our our the final remi- remi- remainder remaining member of the Whisper Squad is Old Night Fright, and he's in the same room with you right now as you speak. Scary. Um, and so you get to fight him, but Night Fright, good old Night Fright. Who I who who I who I. Uh... Took to calling Night Trap. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> Night Trap. This, this is the real Night ration, Trap. But you guys remember Night Trap? Proper. It was like an old CD. It was like one of those like live action CDI games, and it's the reason why like games like the ESRB was established essentially. Yeah, it's because the game there's where you like strings of like all those girls getting like stuff. kind of like groped. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out. Oh yeah, no, it's Isaac, you're creepy. Just look up like the Night Trap song and it's going to be your favorite game ever. <laughs> okay. Isaac's the creepiest man on the planet apparently. But but cool. But yeah. I didn't really know what to do fighting Night Fright. Like they said when his muzzle when his muzzle flash goes off, that's where he is, but like he would become he would just like become visible sometimes and I just kind of shot him when he shot me and it seemed to work. So I was like, "All right." <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this boss fight was a real big like ration ration dump for me. Yeah, because hmm. you can't do shit until you see him. So I was just like having to take hits like all over. I just threw grenades, and oh, he was there. <laughs> so well, that was and also it's each room has a different floor. Um, oh so yeah, the the and you can hear him because I mean. So based on what sound he's making, you can tell kind of which room he's in, and then sort oh, of. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't even think uh, about that. I, yeah, I don't even know. If, fuck, I may have had the volume because they kind of, they kind of bring it they kind of bring it up in the game, but I just kind of stood in mostly one place the whole time. Yeah, I was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. But yeah, so once you dump old uh, Night Fright, uh, we go out the door, uh, kind of go through some acid puddles. and Which, uh, God, Master Miller calls you and tells you, does. if you had some chocolate, you could put it in the sulfuric acid and make it safe. Yeah. Thanks I was for like, the I don't know that that works that way. 
Yeah. But well, you use, like, one of your like, rations that could be one ration to turn sulfuric acid into chocolate puddles. Yeah. yeah. I did not know this. So what I did was I tripped on the acid. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, like, so all of the rations have descriptors as to what's in them. Yes. And it all becomes like, I don't know, it's weird. They use it several different times because you even have to use the B2 rations to trick the pigeon into coming to you earlier. Yep. So there's a lot of like ration ingredient puzzles, which is, again, kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so essentially we go back through this little field area. We run into uh, we run into uh, Dr. Madnar and uh, also Dr. Marv in bed. Um, and Dr. Madnar is like, you found him, but he died. Sorry. Yeah, and like you know, like you you notice like you make note of the fact that he has like weird bruise on his neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's very like, oh, very no. clear that there's been some some uh, well, foul play. They also make you. Uh, well, it was with me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but they make you backtrack all the way to the jungle mm-hmm. uh, to get card nine. <laughs> oh yeah, because like, oh, yeah, are you kidding me. Yeah, because like you're like no, uh, night or jungle jungle evil had <laughs> jungle to jungle had <laughs> both cards on him. It must have dropped somewhere. He must have dropped it somewhere. <laughs> so is there no way to get both card the first time? I don't no, think so oh. I think you have to. Yeah, they uh, also make well, a good reference to themselves here. Oh yeah, with, they really. With, oh yeah, <laughs> he's he, uh, like Doctor Marv. He's like he's a, he was a video game enthusiast, by the way. He had games shipped to him every month from the West, and then and then MSX he's like, games. <laughs> yeah, he's just like <laughs> he hit his plans inside of an MSX cartridge, which, by the way, is the greatest system of all time created by a company called Konami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Um, did you guys... So I think... So now that I'm thinking about it, and in retrospect, I think the reason why they make you do the backtracking is because they have to allow for enough time to go by for uh, uh, Marv to get murdered. Yeah. I think. Which, again, like, why can't we that just use sense. suspension of disbelief to be like, oh, he died. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's already kind of hokey. Like, why do you have to punish yeah. the player? Yeah, you're bending so many rules already. Like, let's just go ahead and go with that. But uh, I like I like this fight with Madnar. I think it just looks funny. Oh my funny, god! And it just oh plays out in it's a funny way. Crazy. Yeah. Um. There is a little it's bit fucking... of plot stuff that leads into this. Um. Real quick before we jump into the fight, just so we don't forget. Um. Essentially, when Madnar uh got uh rescued from Outer Heaven, he wasn't very happy about it, and apparently, it turns out that he was kind of an asshole and wasn't really uh. Uh, the naive, innocent scientist. And so uh, he got invited to Zanzibar land by dun, 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 the one-eyed uncle um, and decided to use this as his like chance to get revenge on everybody. And he also was the one who, I guess, uh, hatched the plan to steal old Dr. Marv. Um, and essentially Madnar goes on this huge fucking rant about how snakes people criticized everything and treated him like shit. And so he wanted to complete, like, the dopest Metal Gear so that he could have his revenge on the politicians <laughs> and everybody else. And he said that it was... He uses those exact words, too. He says the dopest yeah. Metal Gear. The dopest yep. Metal Gear. I want to create Metal Gear D for dope. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Metal, metal Gear metal D metal for D dope the... for dank. Isn't... Yeah, Metal Gear <laughs> D is the Metal Gear in this game, correct? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, so I made a joke. I made an intentional joke. Don't look at me. <laughs> um, Good job. But yeah, so we fight Madnar. So continue, Cameron and Sam, about the Madnar fight. Sorry. Uh, what were you saying, Sam? You didn't like this? No, I loved it. Oh, I yeah, loved yeah. Because yeah. he just like, is this old dude just like jumps on your back <laughs> and like starts choking you out. I like and, how like, you every have to so fucking often... blow this dude off your back with a missile. Yep. The you can't RC punch him, missiles. but set a fucking okay. bomb on the floor. Yeah. Like, why well, use the RC missiles in it? Like, ten of them. It took ten, like, RC missiles to sh- in the back Jesus. to kill him. This old dude. blow an old man off your back. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then, even, like, when he's dead, he's not dead. Like, because mm-hmm. he has I, a I death I think he's monologue. an android. I think some fucking, some deep dive YouTube Metal Gear troll has got to have. <laughs> A theory on how Dr. Madnar, like, replaced his body with a robot body, and the whole theory revolves around this fucking boss fight. I'm willing to put money on it. Yeah. I'll but my well. favorite part about this fight, too, is that, like, periodically while you're walking around, Snake, it'll pause and, like, Snake will be like, can't I, I, I can't breathe. breathe. Yeah. On the, on the screen. Uh, I really wish that they would remake these old games just so we could see, like... A reimagining of shit like this. Oh, yeah. Dr. Madnar's fight. Fucking iron grip. <laughs> <laughs> the iron sheik himself. Oh, oh my god. Uh. So yeah, we go from, as Cameron so eloquently put, fighting one doctor, and then another doctor, and then talking to another doctor about another doctor, fighting a doctor, killing a doctor, and lots of doctors. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's a, your regular old STD checkup visit. You're He's a doctor, doctor playing a doctor, doctor. disguised as another doctor. Exactly. Kill the doctor. And then we do so, the favorite thing, which is the backtrack to the Zanzibar building. Yay. Yeah. Well, well, so... We missed a little bit here because we had to do the backtracking after this battle to oh, make the right. brooch the, the different temperature. Yep. Um, and then when you come back, you go into this room um, and you get a call from Johan who talks to you about the deadly poisonous Zanzibar hamsters yes. that are guarding yes. the MSX cartridge. <laughs> and you have to bait them with cheese and this is when he says he's like it's too bad i'm not there i just ordered a pizza (laughs) and one of your one of your rations has cheese in it Mm. so you go out of the room and you throw the ration down or you equip it and they come out and you just have to kind of like either shoot or punch them in the their tiny hamster dicks punch them in the tiny tiny dick tiner dick yep tiner dick yeah and then once they're all dead you go and you can collect the msx game and then when you come back out, turns out after 10 missiles, Dr. Madnar is not dead. Um, he's dying, and he's regretting everything he's done, and he wants you to make a better world for his daughter, Ellen, who, by the way, is totally single. Yeah, oh, yeah. just so you know. So, yeah, hold on. That's very important to note. How amazing would it have been if you got this MSX cassette, and then you put it into an MSX and then you played Metal Gear 2 within Metal Gear 2 and did the <laughs> ultimate backtracking. Oh, no. And, and so you're playing the game within the game and you have to finish the game before you can finish the game. <laughs> I mean, it's because, just... Because, like, instead of getting the MSX card, it's the information you uh, need to find within the MSX card and then yeah. you have to beat the game and then you have to... Uh, it. It's like opportunity. I just Backs on tracks on tracks on backs. <laughs> uh, I feel like I just ran five miles just when you said that. <laughs> 
It I hurts. feel like I just like blew my brains out. Yeah, actively. that's amazing. Yeah. So also, needless, uh, really good point here. I think to note something that really brought. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest. It brought a little smile to my face. Uh, he has cheese in his rations, so I always thought yeah. he was just eating hardtack and like you know bread. But I like to I like knowing that you know snakes out there getting some good meals. He's got, <laughs> he's, got he's got like Marie he's got calendars. Some he's got some Marie you know, nice, yeah, really nice like you know grab and go type food. Um, but pockets. you know it's still healthy. It's still it's still good for him. Keeps him up. Keeps him in shape. Keeps him going. I mean, he can't, uh, so, he can't double down because if the food was shitty and he's smoking, he'd just yeah, be screwed. I know, and I was worried about him. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I was worried. About <laughs> I like I like your little side the little side quest with Cameron Hill. So we didn't fumble in the dark with Isaac Lim, but we did just side quest with oh. Cameron Hill. Mm, side I quest. can't wait for the next episode because I really want to do that jingle again. Yes, sir. We should have um, asked him what we did on the last episode. Oh <laughs> no, you're right. So long ago. Yeah, um, it's, that's not going to happen. Guys. It was a missed opportunity. So. All right. So anyway, uh, somehow all of that weird hamster nonsense with the doctor and some explosions lead to uh, us figuring out how to uh, kill the Metal Gear, which is aim for the legs, sweep the leg, Johnny. That's how you kill the Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then Snake Ray falls Fox in a hole. Calls you and it's like, that's the ramblings of an old man. That's not true. Yeah, yeah. Gray Fox in a in a fucking pro move. Like his whole strategy is literally, nah. <laughs> like this is what he's been specially trained for this this day was to just call and be like nuh-uh and hoping that he doesn't just try it on a whim yeah like, like man you didn't I hope hear Snake that listens to me the villain and not <laughs> the guy who actually designed the thing <laughs> it would have been amazing if the like the word bubble from dr madnar had gotten interrupted by a transmission that just went la 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 but anyway, oh my God. so we fall down a hole. Gray Fox tells you there's no way to destroy Metal Gear and that it's all for naught. Um, Snake's like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh to your nuh-uh. <laughs> and, uh, and then they're like, well, I guess we'll just have to see soon enough, won't we? You son of a bitch. And uh, so you go through a door, you get some stuff, you do your things. Like, this is very clearly telegraphing there's a big fight coming up because there's just rooms filled with shit for you to have. Yeah, well, there's that, and then, like, if you're looking on the radar, you've been trained this entire time to note that white dots are enemies. They're just, like, a big, giant, white rectangle <laughs> in one of the rooms, and you're like, that can't be important, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we fire, we fight uh, Metal Gear. Metal Gear. D. <laughs> D. Yeah, the least, but, yeah. The, the, least uh, the least creatively named of all the Metal Gears. This is just Metal Gear D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you you do the thing that Doctor Doctor Madnar told you. You, you to do, do what the doctor ordered. Mm-hmm. While poorly avoiding missiles, in my case, I feel like I feel like this was the easiest Metal Gear fight ever. Do you yep. guys agree? One hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like Although, across the series, this is the simplest Metal Gear fight. Yeah, I will agree. Although, um, I died. 
I think I died the first time as well, though, so I wouldn't. Well, I died in the weirdest, dumbest way. Like, I thought I could walk around the guy, like, through the, yeah. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the back. That's exactly what killed me, too, because of the, the top yep. hitbox. Anytime you get anywhere near it, it just triggers. Yeah. Uh, there's no, yeah, I don't know. There's no depth on that. So uh, if you touch it, then you die. Yeah, pretty but, much. Yeah. But. Yeah, so um, I just unloaded grenades and RC missiles and everything I had into the legs um, mm-hmm. and pretty much tore through it. Do you guys have anything of merit to point out before we... Uh... Not really. It's essentially your chance to use everything because you're going to have to get rid of it here in a second anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just your chance to just get rid of everything and just unload everything that you can on this Metal Gear. Um but for it was it was pretty simple for the most part. I'm just like not that deft like on my feet, so I got hit a lot, but didn't die thankfully. So. Mm-hmm. And then to kind of replace the uh, liquid snake fisticuffs, uh, Gray Fox mm-hmm. enters the scene and uh, tells mm-hmm. you to go burn and die. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, like... which my favorite part here is that like the image of Snake's head on fire. Mm-mm. While you're throwing away all of your items to prevent him from being on <laughs> fire is hilarious. Well, I also me. love that Campbell has to call you to tell you that your shit's on fire. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't, like, like you Campbell can't suss out. Your shit's on fire. Yeah, like you can't suss out. Oh man, my shit's on fire. I should probably get rid of it. Instead, Campbell's like, "Hey, Snake, I think you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you should throw away your stuff so you cannot be on fire." <laughs> Yeah, so you have to get rid of everything, like Sam alluded to. We're not going to have anything left. And then this is, we get to play the dope story from Metal Gear Solid. We get to fist fight Gray Fox in the middle of a fucking minefield. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty Which, dope. I enjoyed this. So, I didn't move from my position once. Yeah, I was I was too terrified to move, so really? I barely moved as well. <laughs> Because every time he got close, I would just punch him and he'd run away. And then he'd come back from the same angle. Like, the most movement I had to do was switch the direction I was facing. But, like, he would just, like, he would just like come and he'd take a punch and be like, oh, no, I, uh, you punched me. And he'd run away. And I'd just do it again until he died. Or until he, like, fell over. Yeah. I do like how he makes such a big deal about how dope his Fox title is. And you can even talk mm-hmm. to, uh, you can call um, the... Uh, the strategist dude and uh, get info. Yeah. So I didn't know about this guy. Yeah, I didn't like, really miss know this about guy. him either. And then like he called me right before the battle with Gray Fox and like told you the story of, of like Gray Fox and was like, Yeah, and he's super dope and if you beat him I'll call you the best soldier. I was like, Thanks, but like who the fuck are you? I don't understand yeah, like why wasn't it just Campbell that called you? Yeah. I don't understand why it had to be this like mystery other dude that I'm pretty sure didn't exist before this point. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to judge this game that's fucking 26 years old, 27 years old, uh, on its story merits, Um, but, (laughs) yeah. So, anyway, we essentially, this kind of bridges the gap where we find out that Gustava and Jaeger were uh, an item, and then... uh, And you also find out that, much like in Metal Gear Solid, your number one fan that's been helping you over Codec was Gray Fox. Yeah. And you're like, you blew up my my friend, and you told me to burn and die in hell, and you're trying to kill me, and you're telling me that you were helping me this entire time. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> but I, I don't and know. He I does think... it again in, in 2005. Yes. Like, kiss my ass, Grey Fox. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, I, so if anything, all of this is just telling me that, like, 
Solid Snake has the shittiest memory in the history of human beings and probably should have just been like, wait a minute, everything's happening the exact same way in Metal Gear Solid 1. Because, <laughs> like, come on, dude. But I don't know. I enjoyed this fight. Um, did you guys have a good time besides just the ease of it? I just I thought it was kind of a cool, like, epic, like, oh, man, key moment in history of Metal Gear. It was a cool moment. I I didn't not I didn't hate it. I just like it wasn't difficult. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was I thought it was great because I thought it was the ending to a game that wasn't too long. It wasn't too drawn out um which I've expressed like disinterest with with other titles in the series. It's true. So um you you he he finally dies and <laughs> Well, Isaac, did you have any trouble with with Gray Fox? Did you die? No, I I, I did not. Okay. Gray Fox was slain to my fists. Oh no! <laughs> slain to your fist. Well, then there's That's this, a good way there's this sweet little exchange that happens where uh, old Gray Fox gives Snake his code name, which I don't understand. Does that does that mean we call him? Is he a Snake Fox? Is he Solid Snake Fox? <laughs> or is he Solid Fox? Or is he Fox I'm Solid Snake Fox? He just but. carries on the the tradition of that's true. He's be like solid. His his name is Solid Chimera. Yes, <laughs> he's Solid Fox with a snake tail. That's the full name. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's a really long code name. <laughs> they have this conversation where Fox is like, "Yo, dude, I did it because Big Boss was a stand up dude, and I didn't really have. <laughs> I couldn't say no. He saved me, um, and me and a bunch of children soldiers, which is why there's so many children here." Um, actually, I think he says Big Boss saved him twice. Um, yep. And so it's like sweet. Yep. Yeah, uh, Black Ninja actually talks about that. I think we forgot to talk about that, but he does drop the knowledge that Big Boss yeah. like saved all the orphans, and that's basically why Schneider changed sides was mm-hmm. because uh, NATO forces were like wiping out all these people, and he was like they didn't care about us, and Big Boss did, and he took us in for a second time or whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, I mean, so the reason, so alluding to what Sam was saying as to why there's a reason why all these people are together, um, literally everybody in this entire country of Zanzibar land that's part of this <coughs> uprising um, were just people that Big Boss saved because he's a yeah. dope dude. Yeah. It sounds like a stand-up guy. Yeah, which is crazy to me because it's like Snake caused all the havoc in Outer Heaven and murdered all those people, and then Big Boss yeah. is literally being villainized for saving them. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, it's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So snake kind of just shows up and starts wrecking shit. Uh, yeah. everybody's fine. And then snake comes in and wrecks shop. But anyway, so snake tells Fox, uh, don't worry, dude, your, your lady's on the other side waiting for you. And, uh, they have a neat little exchange and then, uh, gray Fox quote unquote dies, but we all know that that does not happen. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get this message on the screen. It's like, over here, Snake. Yeah, which yeah. is like, oh. I've been patiently waiting for my best man to die. So I could say, <laughs> over here. Yeah, so you follow you follow into this room, and it's a big boss. And he's like, hey, uh, we're going to fight now. And Snake's like, we don't have to fight. I'm, I like my life, and I'm nothing like you. And um, big boss yeah. is like, yeah, no. It's all about combat, and I'm going to rid you of this. I'm going to, if you love your life so much, I'm going to rid you of this world or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was very dramatic. 
Yeah, they, well, it's super dramatic because then Big Boss is even like, money, power, sex, nothing can do anything for me, only mm. war. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right. Damn, dude. Yeah, he goes pretty hard. Big Boss uh, kind of Big Boss kind of lost his mind from between Metal Gear Solid 3 and now, and like, I wonder if there's anything that can explain that. Huh, Too bad there's almost, no other video games about Big Boss. It's almost like there's a whole game about it. But. <laughs> well, and so what's weird to me is like, so uh, for all the good stuff that we just talked about Big Boss, all of a sudden it's like the character that Gray Fox is describing does not exist because this dude straight up is yeah. like, no, I rescued all these children to make them into soldiers. And it's like, holy mm-hmm. shit, what? Mm-hmm. Like you rescued child soldiers to make them child soldiers? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Rescue yeah. child soldiers to make them adult soldiers. <laughs> yeah, so they have this whole back and forth, and then eventually Snake's just like, I have to end this dude. Yeah. Um, and that way, essentially they come to the whole, it's sort of like the Vader-Luke situation, where it's like, only one of us is going to leave this battlefield, but even if one of us falls, like at least they also get to leave the battlefield forever, finally. So like, either put me out of my fucking misery, or I'm going to put you out of yours kind of mm-hmm. situation. So they're just but, they're both sad men beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Sad boss. But you had already you'd thrown away all of your equipment and Big Boss brings that up. He's like, How are you gonna beat me with no equipment? And um he's like, It's something you taught me, just never give up or something like that. And the battle pretty much consists of you going into all of these rooms and finding different cards to collect um the spray and the lighter so that I you wish can they have this makeshift. Yeah, I wish they would have done away with this fire. whole thing. Yeah, like this whole dope. like having to get ID card things. I wish that it like they it could have. I don't know. I mean, did you guys? I felt like it kind of took away from the moment. All of a yep. sudden, having to track down cards and jump into menus and stuff. Like it's like yeah. they couldn't have done this more elegantly. Yeah. So yeah. I totally lied earlier whenever I said they didn't drag out this ending. Because uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole fight lasts like this fight lasts as long as some sections of the game do. Yeah, it was it was a little too much, but. Anyway, long story short, I wish they would remake this game specifically for these final moments. Though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This would, if any, please this one. Yeah. Um, but like Sam mentioned, you use the spray and a lighter to essentially make a flamethrower, and then you just yeah. fuck Big Boss up real hard. Pretty much. And like you you light him on fire a couple times, and he, um, he, uh, he is like on fire as he's screaming, it's not over yet. And just like collapses and dies, you're like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you think you think the gig is up because a guard comes in and busts your chops. Which, by the way, if you were a guard that just came in and saw Snake murder Big Boss, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, you win, dude. Yeah, have a I'm good out. one. But no, it's uh, not the guard. It's Holly. It's fucking Holly. God. Yep. And, and like I... she's like, oh, go ahead. Oh, you're totally fine. Go for it. I was going to say, like, she comes in and she's in disguise and she's talking to Snake about how they need to escape. And and um, Holly's like, I stole one. Of the, I stole this gun from one of the guards. And she's like, or he goes, uh, yeah, it must be pretty difficult for a woman to handle. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh dude. Gosh. Like, are we just going to gloss over your casual sexism right now? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I just thought. Well, that's Snake for and, you. <laughs> oh my god! But then also, Holly's like, "Oh, this uniform's too tight," and then she, I guess she unzips yeah. it, and she's like, "Ah," oh. and then you yeah. know, 
and reinforces Snake's sexism Mm -hmm. even more. Suffocating her boobles. But yeah, essentially we kind of then go into this sort of quasi-cinematic kind of, I mean, essentially it's just a big build-up to the running off into the sunset together moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like the truck the truck scene from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid, where you're just one last thing, you have to, like, escape from the facility. You're being chased by a bunch of guards, and you just have to take them out. You get to this clearing. At the end of the clearing, you can't go anywhere. It won't let you go back down, and you essentially run out of all your ammo, and then three guards come up and surround you, and you're like, God damn it, Charlie! Where's the helicopter? Because you're trying to call your guy to pick you up. And these guards surround you, and you feel like nothing, like you can't you can't really do anything, and then the helicopter shoots them and picks you up. Fuck yeah, Charlie. And they're talking about, like, like yeah, we gotta go get Christmas dinner. And I'm like, did I miss <laughs> it being Christmas time or something? Oh, yeah. Like, I think during the opening cutscene, it says it was Christmas Eve 1999, which is crazy because oh. this whole thing happens in a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. it, it does. I mean, according to the owl. Oh, that's true. It's not nighttime mm. yet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what if right. Snake just pulled the owl out on the helicopter and he's like, oh, guys, it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. They're all like, oh, <laughs> shit, we've got to go get dinner. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then there's this weird scene which, like, I don't know. It was super weird to me that, like, I feel like if they were going to bring the whole MSX cartridge thing full circle, it would have been cool if at the end it's revealed that, like, the player is playing the cartridge that we found. Um, but they didn't do that. Instead, it's like, oh, man, after all that bullshit, like, did we even get what we came for? And then it's like everybody's like, oh, ha, 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 that doctor really loved games. Turns out that he left his formula in this cartridge. The day is saved. And then it's like, how do we know gone. it's the right one? Look, he put it there backwards. Yeah, he, he literally put his, name put his in signature. There. Yeah. Good old yeah. VRAM. Get it? V- well, video <laughs> RAM. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's just like, all right. I mean, cool. I guess it is kind of a nod, because at the beginning when the MSX does the boot-up sequence, it does say VRAM OK with a hyphen in between the O and the K, so it is Kyo Marv. Oh, um, yeah. So good job. Good job on you, Kojima, for using the, <laughs> using the hardware to your advantage. But but um, you do that, and then like Snake, is, they're like, "Wait, where did Snake go? He left." Because Snake's just leaving it with them, and he's like, "Ah," oh, and Holly's like, "Ah, oh, he was supposed to take me for dinner. What kind of lousy person?" Yeah, like, and then Campbell's like, "Hey, he doesn't know this yet, but I have family that's single. They should hook up." <laughs> it was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Guys. But yeah, that's that's the end of the game, and then they do the credits with the cast list of all the characters in the hind D. And I love the little sprites the that they list. have. Of course, man. Yeah, can't forget. The sprites are great. Great, great stuff. Great but, stuff. So, so that was that was Metal Gear Two. I'm sorry if we sped through it. Um, in our, in our excitement to get back together and play the game, um, as Cameron so eloquently put uh, earlier, kind of behind the scenes, uh, this game doesn't feel as long as it actually is until you start talking about it. And sweet Jesus, uh, this game, there's a lot to talk about, but not a lot that happens, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
It's an enjoyable game. It's a really good game. You should experience it. I think it is. This game specifically is one of those games that, like, it's about the experience of playing it. I feel like us talking about it isn't going to do it justice as far as, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay and the music and the art and everything that kind of comes together. Um, but it's a good game. I don't know. It's fun. What did you guys, what are sort of final final thoughts on it from the team? What did you guys think? Um, definitely a better and more enjoyable game than Metal Gear 1, personally speaking. Um, just, it, it just, I liked it for virtue of the fact that it was, um, it was, you can just, like, see where Metal Gear Solid and a lot of the tropes of the first Metal Gear Solid game got a lot of its ideas. And it was just cool to see that stuff, but God help me, I would have hated that game if I didn't have a guide the entire time. Yeah, I think it would have detracted from my experience as well. Did you guys have a good time playing it on, like, a modern controller? Um, I feel like there were times when, even playing on the D-pad and stuff, where I just, like, I don't know, it felt like this game shouldn't be played with a PlayStation controller. I just, I kind of wish I would have had, like, an SNES controller or something else. It just felt weird. But I guess the MSX just had a keyboard, so it would have felt real fucking weird to be playing this on a keyboard. I don't know. I like the D-pad. I tried going on the analog because you can use the analog to move yeah, around. I don't like the analog at all. I kept on um, going back to the D-pad. It just felt, I don't know, more f- yeah. uh, definite with what you're doing. For sure. I stayed on the D-pad Definitely. as well. I, I, I mean, I was playing it on the Vita. I enjoyed my controls, but I didn't experience anything different. So maybe there is a better way. Yeah, I, the Vita is a fun way to play Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two. So if you, I think it's almost kind of worth the price of admission, honestly, for how cheap the HD collection for Metal yeah. Gear is on the Vita. Um, Super totally worth, worth it. Like the, yeah, worth like the ten or fifteen bucks to get it on Vita because they're actually really fun to play on a handheld. Yeah. Also, you no, can play I, on the I, toilet. I uh, once I figured <laughs> once I like trained myself to not use the analog stick and started using the D pad. It, it it got better, but the D, the analog stick it's very fiddly. So, well, sick yeah, you guys. Um, <laughs> sick sick yeah, dude. Oh, we made sick, it. Yeah. Well, sick. We made it through. We're still alive. Um, breaking news as of two hours ago: uh, Kojima just uh, at a PlayStation event uh, just reflected on his time with Konami and promises unique experiences for the future. So says the Destructoid. Ooh. Um, so just, good job, buddy. Um, so sweet. Did you guys see uh, Guillermo, yeah, Guillermo what? del Toro <laughs> Guillermo, um, tweeted, uh, hashtag alternative facts, Konami treated Kojima with so much respect? Oh, oh yeah. So, wow. <laughs> um, anyway, all of that aside, fun game, fun time. Um it was fun having everybody back together. It's really fun to be back. I'm excited to continue the show. And I'm super excited to play next week's game and Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, oh, man. I can't So wait next week, we will be trading out one member of Grindcore for another member of Grindcore. And uh, Nick Freda is going to be our mm-hmm. guest. Yes. And uh, we're going to be talking about Snake's Revenge uh, on the NES. So... 
Um, our crew has no way to play that. I mean, it's actually fairly cheap. You can actually find Snake's Revenge like on Amazon for like sub fifteen bucks as an NES cart if you want. Um, but likewise, I think we're for all intents and purposes just going to emulate it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. So Metal Gear One and Two, we went through and we played all of them because they are canonical. Snake's Revenge, um, we're just going to play as far as we want to play and then comment <laughs> on it. I mean, I seriously, it's not canon. It's not even fucking. Uh, Kojima, so I have no. Uh, I might uh, play as much of it as I can, and then kind of like watch kind of key moments on YouTube just so we can talk about it. Um, but I'm not gonna like hold a gun to my head to finish the whole game uh, for yeah. the show. Um, but yeah, so we are gonna talk about Snake's Revenge, um, and then after that, we want to hear from you guys. So if you guys have any thoughts on Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Two, or Snake's Revenge, we are gonna do kind of a Metal Gear Saga wrap up the week after next. Um, so you guys have until let me pull it up on my handy dandy, handy dandy notebook. You guys have until let's see, boom boom. You guys have until Thursday the ninth of February to get us. Uh, information on your questions comments or stories related to the original metal gear games so metal gear one metal gear two uh the u.s version of metal gear one or the u.s exclusive sequel snakes revenge so yeah that's the thing um and then after that we will be starting metal gear solid four and we will have a generalities episode with just the core group before we start assigning guests um and then we will have guests hopefully all the way through metal gear solid four um, just to let listeners know, I did find out from Jeremy Greer, he actually has only played MGS5, which is like, damn. Um, but he is going to see if he can point us some guests, and hopefully I get in touch with Cole again so we can have Cole on an episode of 4. Um, definitely planning on having Cameron and Nick available for episodes of MGS4 as well. Um, and it's going to be a, a good time. Uh, we're going to talk about the craziest goddamn entry in the entire franchise, so it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But um, before we go, can I just throw? I need to put some awareness here. Uh-huh. Um, we are still owed something by one of one member of the the cast. Um, Isaac owes us a tweet that he never tweeted. <gasps> he hit fifty followers on Twitter way back when. No way. His he last got those Twitter tweet fingers? was on seventeenth 7, June twenty sixteen. <sighs> he owes us a tweet. Yeah, so, Twitter fingers, dude. Twitter fingers at doesn't have a twit in case you forgot. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget. I bet you you don't even remember your password. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to look and see real quick. Hey, Cameron. What's up? Since we're uh, since we're trading boys, uh, when y'all going to when y'all going to have me on a grindcore episode? Um, Well, I've invited you to several and you declined every time. What? Nah, Dang. that's not true. You know that, dude. All right, I uh, let me toss am, it at you. I am somewhat decent into what up, Cameron. I'm seeing a little cam dog for a second. Yeah, what's up, um, dude? I like your standing hoodie position. Yeah, I'm gonna record a couple lines after this, so I'm kind of just in the zone for that. Sick. I like your n- um, new mic. That's very nice. Yeah, it's oh, nice. Shit, look at him. But yeah, it's gonna um, drop a couple bars. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to All a right. lot of Mike Shinoda. Um, lay, lay down oh a God. sick hook, dude. But yeah, no. I, yeah. So I have been, I have been trying to slowly work my way through Final Fantasy Tactics. If you guys are still gonna eventually do that, but maybe yes. I'll be on Grindcore, so you guys should check out that show. Because you're gonna be on it. Um, well, no, in general, <laughs> no, Cameron, I'm, tell I'm them just, about. I'm the just show. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it's a show. 
it's it's um it's a it's show it's a show for video games um there's rpgs shows um okay (laughs) all right so there's this uh there's me and then there's nick and then we talk about games we do it very eloquently and you're very eloquent boys yeah, we're very eloquent boys. Um, very you'll see, you'll you'll hear in the next episode. Uh, Nick is Nick is the more elegant, eloquent of the two. <laughs> well, he's elegant um, and eloquent. <laughs> he's an elegant boy. That's a fine print. Yeah, no, but uh, for real, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's a show about RPGs. We kind of talk about RPGs, and we do it. Um, uh, we just like play by play, talk about games. And the way that we feel about them, and we've done such titles as Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Super Mario RPG, and then our next one is going to be Deus Ex, the uh, yeah. original one. So, yep. Let me know if you guys want to get modern on that Final Fantasy fifteen tip because I'm there. Yeah, we were thinking about doing Final Fantasy fifteen, but um, I still don't have a PS4, so we couldn't do that oh. one. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely like um, Alessio, whatever show you want to be on, definitely whenever we do Persona, you are 100% uh, yes, there. Um, Sam, whatever the hell you want to be on, just tell me. <laughs> um, uh, I should probably send you like a list. We've got like 20 games sort of in the queue that we're going to be hitting. Um, hell yeah, dude. Isaac, if you like games... I still don't know if you like games or not. <laughs> the only games I play is to get through these things, so, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a nightmare. It's I'm going to give you a fucking 80-hour <laughs> long game and be like, come on, boy. Isaac, so, uh, pay, Isaac pays a man to come to his house and play these games while he watches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he says YouTube, yeah. he's talking about Yusuf. He's talking uh, about literal. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like a man. A man. Yeah. <laughs> but. For sure. We'll get that. Um, get, uh, what else has to happen before we go? Uh, was somebody pulling something up? What was going on? Isaac. Was that? Well, we thought Isaac was going to tweet, but we'll give him until next week. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I forgot. Isaac <laughs> forgot. Well, cool. So this is it, guys. We're back. This is the thing. And yep. uh, it'll be good. So, yeah, if you guys want, just uh, play along with the show. I know we're, we've gotten a fair amount of new listeners that are starting way back from the way back. So, But hopefully... We didn't uh, we didn't lose any old boys and old girls. So Ugh. let us know you exist. Um, you can hit me up via email at Alessio, which is A L E S S I O at foreverandastronaut.com. or you can hit me up at acsummerfield at gmail I don't care. Um, Twitter, I'm at acsummerfield, and on SoundCloud, we have everything. So soundcloudcom slash Mondays. Um, boys, where can people talk to you all? Anybody? Um, Sam? Isaac? Who's going? Isaac, where's that Twitter account? I'll go. Okay, Sam. Yes. Um, You can find me at SamWrightDPS on Twitter. I'm kind of between projects at the moment. Um, But I will definitely let everybody know when stuff starts happening. Hell yeah. Isaac, where can people get you on the Twits? Um, Just... Doesn't have a twit. Perfect. <laughs> or you can you can call me. Yes. Yeah. Whenever you, you want. You gonna go ahead and put down those numbers. Uh, his phone number is. 
Um, oh, I forgot. It. So we also have Facebook, facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. We actually have a lot of posts. And the aforementioned MAGFest cosplay pics where I collected pictures with Quiet, Eva, uh, Ocelot. Uh, oh, I found a fucking uh, Miller, which was great. I found a Peace, yeah. uh, Peace Walker Miller, which is wonderful. You all, y'all really should like look at this, like just to look at these pictures because um, I love, I love Alessio's like awkward poses around like the yeah, female it's, character. It's the best part. I was like, keep your distance. He's like got his creeper. hands all like I don't know what to do. <laughs> I got my hands all like, hey, I'm not touching no ladies. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of I'm a married man, respect. damn it. Um, there was a so awkwardly funny, funnily enough, there was a venom snake from MGS5 um, uh, in at the show. And um, I could never find him. He was too sneaky. I'm not even kidding. He like literally like fucking stealthed me multiple times. Oh my god! So it was hard to find that man. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. So the Eva told me she originally wanted to go as the boss, and I was so oh. bummed that she didn't because that would have been so cool. But I don't know. But yeah, that's it. Camera, where can folks get you other than the Grindcore show? You got any? Uh, that's channel? it. That's all you can get me. Which is facebook.com slash grindcore RPG. And Sick. that is where I am found. Nice. And uh, if the if the show... So me and Cameron both worked on Dev Diary. Um, if you guys want to check out Dev Diary, yep. you can go to devdiaryseries.com and it gives you the links for all of the platforms as well as the free episode. Um, and we are going to be hopefully expanding out. Um, Amazon has still been a... Amazon's been a major bitch because we uploaded everything to Amazon about a month in advance. Wow. And then Amazon, uh, it's been a, almost a week since release. It'll be a week on Saturday, and Amazon still has not generated the fucking link for our show. Mm. Um, so fuck Amazon. Use Steam, use Vimeo, use VHX. Um, but Amazon is being really slow, and I apologize. Um, and likewise, we're talking to Devolver, our distributor, to get us up on iTunes and Google Play hopefully soon. So, Thanks. Yup. Anyway, check out the show. Check out the other shows. Check out us as individuals. And uh, nice. All right. I like that Sam. rhyme. What I think that's the way to close it out. Individuals. Oh, okay. Individuals. <laughs> uh, Sam, what can the folks at home not forget? Um. Well, number one, I'd tell them that. Pitch Black is the best, so never forget that. Yeah, obviously. Sponsorship royalties. Yeah, no, we get money every time people buy Pitch Black, so we don't. keep doing don't, that please, for please real. Please don't buy Pitch Black. Um, I don't know. Isaac, I forgot what our thing is. Um, so you have eat fiber. I didn't forget, but I just want Isaac to do it. Oh. Dude, I think it's just it's all beans. Beanies? <laughs> Oops, <laughs> all <Ultra> beans. <laughs> Um, Apocalypse Cowboys. Keep fiber in your regular diet. <laughs> what about regular fiber in my irregular diet? Ooh. Stay away fibromyalgia. Ooh. Yeah. Remember, kids, if you see a child who's missing from their home, you should abduct them and recruit them into your child army. Yep. Yes. Also, also, it's just a box. Just a box. Just a box.